0: Hey guys, Ben here, just popping in really quick to give a brief preface to this episode. Um, For those who don't know, today in Florida, there was a terrible mass shooting at a, a local Florida school today, and at least 17 are confirmed dead, and we here at the GAWP just wanted to extend our thoughts and prayers to the families of the victims, and we seriously hope that wherever you are, whoever you are, that you can get through this. And we hope that if you are out there and you're listening to this, we hope that our dopey little comedy show can help you feel just a little bit better. So once again, the GWP
1: sends its thoughts and prayers to the people of Florida. What's up, everybody? This is Wolverine, the F machine
2: Mr. I himself, Brian Cage.
0: It's time to turn it on, tune in, and join the madness. This is the Concrete Rose Sunny Kiss. Hello, this is Ricochet.
3: This is the ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews.
0: This is, my this is joey Chanella
2: this is larry
0: legend and you are listening to the
2: general admission wrestling podcast
0: What's up, what's up, what's up, weird and wild people of the internet? This is Avenged Ben coming at you with another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. I am joined with, unfortunately, Whole Milk Mike is running a little bit late tonight, has some stuff he's got to take care of, but don't worry, I have the third or the second man tonight. It is the Law of Professional Wrestling. Introduce yourself. Hey, what's up,
3: everybody? This is the Law of and I think Mike just lied. I think he was doing
0: something about that. Maybe, who knows?
3: Because, if you are listening to this right now, we are in Valentine's
0: Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Ben. Happy Valentine's Day, Ray. You do anything uh, of note today? I
3: had a little, had a little nice time. So nice. It was a good day.
0: It was a good day. Uh, I received uh, from my special someone, and not to dra- not to brag here, but uh, she gave me a twenty-five-dollar Amazon gift card. So that was.
3: Oh, she knows you.
0: She kn- <laughs> she knows I like buying stupid bullshit. So yeah, oh, that works. God.
3: Hey, we do
0: this, so, yeah. Yeah, so we do this, so pretty much, <laughs> the writing's on the fucking walls. We don't
3: wall. have answer too much. We have someone waiting
0: here. Pretty much. Before we do, before, nice man. before we get into that, I just want to tell you, just one quick little anecdote before we get into our guest tonight, because I can't wait to talk to this guy. Ray, if, if the fine people at home don't know, on the side of this, we are interns and marketing people, social media people, at two wrestling companies.
3: Uh, yep, I I'm at one. For-
0: You work for HOG and Capital, I work for Capital Wrestling, and earlier today, like, we make mistakes as interns from time to time, we post the wrong hashtag, we don't post a link, maybe we post something in two parts when we shouldn't, things, mistakes happen as interns, but I saw something earlier today, just a few minutes ago, that really puts it all in perspective, because you and I will never or have never done anything this fucking stupid. Okay, for 205 Live next week, they announced that one of the matches is going to be Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Now, some intern at WWE.com might have just lost their job because they posted a picture of Wesley Blake, not Buddy Murphy. Yeah, that
3: that just made me chuckle because I'm like... Uh, someone made the wrong graphic. Somebody, dude. It's like, those things get made so far in advance. It's like,
1: how do you not check?
0: How do you not? Because, like, if you've ever worked at, like, a social media internship, you know you have to send that, what you're posting, to at least two or three people before that thing even hits Twitter. So, yeah, somebody just lost their job today. It's like, I
3: get it. Sometimes you usually, like, I've done it with people once in a while. You usually do, okay, this is going to work. I'll see what they say later. Bingo. They probably told him, okay, this is the match. Just find a nice picture, upload it.
0: Because I have a feeling like they still don't hold 205 Live in high priority or whatever. So that's probably why he made that mistake. So we all make mistakes, but we all shouldn't make mistakes when we're working for a publicly traded company owned by a crazy old man. So... That does it for that little bit of news. When Mike gets here later, we'll definitely run through the bevia of crazy wrestling news that we got this week. But until then, we have a special guest with us tonight. It was very fitting that for one of the sexiest days of the year, that we should treat you, the GAWP nation, to a sex experience like no other. Our guest tonight is a. Indie journeyman. He is making his rounds on the indies all over. He has a very, very popular and very hilarious internet series called It's Always Sony in Atlanta. He is an ROH superstar. He is a one-half of sex craze in capital wrestling. He has won championships, but he prefers to call himself as the perfect jobber. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the rock and roll model Matt Sex Sells. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm
4: fantastic
1: after that, uh, that great, illustrious intro. You, uh, you sound like a big deal,
2: uh, even a bit bigger deal than what I am in my head, so that's pretty impressive. <laughs>
0: well, you're a very big deal, sir. Uh, so, uh, how, how are you doing tonight, first off?
4: Uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm overall pretty damn good, so uh, happy to be here and uh, get to talk about my favorite subject myself.
0: So. Of course. Well, well, that's a big thing on this show. We all like to stroke our own egos pretty hard on this show, so you're right at home.
4: Yeah, I don't think anybody uh, gets in the, the pro wrestling business that doesn't have a, a fragile ego already, that needs to have it stroked a little bit, so
0: yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so, like, I wanted to have you on for the longest time now, because I have to say, like, I didn't know who you were until somebody <laughs> you, pointed me.
1: You, you and so many
4: people in the wrestling. which is a
0: damn shame. <laughs> which is a, I mean that in the most damn, friendly way. Man. I mean, didn't start
3: the interview off. Yeah, we didn't
0: know you, but no, it's like, and which was a damn which is a damn shame. I didn't know who he was, and I'm slapping myself for it because not only are you a popular pro wrestler right now in the independents, but you are also a seasoned youtube content creator is that correct
4: uh, i mean seasoned is in like a, a a year of doing it and that's really it um yeah and we can certainly talk more about that later but i really had no prior uh, experience with uh, any sort of filming or editing or, or posting internet videos ever until uh, a little over a year ago so okay. yeah so now I, I guess like just like guys they're they're six months in in the wrestling like I like to call their shots and call themselves seasoned vets. I guess I'm a seasoned vet of uh, internet uh, creativity. So. <laughs> if, if you
0: have a year of experience in anything, you're automatically better than like 90% of people. Let's be honest with all ourselves. Perfect.
4: All right. All right, all right then I'll, then I'll, I'll
0: take all the accolades I can get. Take them all, man. Take them all. So let's, well, like we said, we'll get to all that when we get to it in a little bit. So let's start it off with the first and most basic question. We ask all of our guests this, but it often gets a very good story out of our interviewee. So, Matt, take us through it. How did you get into professional wrestling as a job? Was it always something you wanted to do, or was it something you kind of just fell into by accident?
4: Um, it was definitely on purpose. It's definitely something I wanted to do for a long time. Um, I got into Uh, I'm 31, I'll out my age since everybody seems to think I'm so much older than I am because I, I like to remind promoters I'm still young, like I'm 16 years in the biz but I'm only, only 31 um, but I didn't really start watching wrestling until like 95, 96 uh, the NWO is actually what really pulled me into wrestling uh, huh. I, I grew up uh, in Georgia so I was a big WCW fan um, so it's kind of like Ooh, seeing oh, Hulk Hogan's a bad guy I like that um, so I became a fan, you know, around 11, 12 years old, and uh, by the time I got to high school, I was a super fan. Uh, I had uh, enough sh- enough uh, WWF shirts at the time that I could wear a different shirt every day of the month and not wear the same shirt twice. Um, so I'd always played high school sports uh, and wasn't very good at high school sports. Uh, baseball was always uh, my first love, uh, and I always told people that you know. Uh, I'd play baseball because it's the laziest sport you can play uh, if you're if you're good at it uh, You have to run two or three times a game and I wasn't good at it at all uh, I was mediocre at best and um, so didn't really enjoy my success in high school sports I uh, had just read Mick Foley's book uh, his first book when I was 15 and it sparked in my head I was like, you know, I, I want to do this. I, I want to be a wrestler um, so shortly after reading his book, stopped playing baseball and decided, you know what, this summer I'm going to, you know, try to find a wrestling school. And ended up finding out, out that uh, Dory Funk Jr. Uh, had a school in Ocala, Florida. This was when it was a little bit harder to find uh, wrestling schools and stuff online, like it was 2002, so the information wasn't as widely available as it is today. Um, so I found out he did uh, camps for teenagers, and uh, li- luckily enough, I saved up money, and uh, my mom drove me down from. Uh, Northeast Georgia to the Ocala, Florida area, and I went to a one-week camp and was bit by the bug, and went to a couple more camps at uh, Dory Funk School, and there was a school that was only about 60 miles away from my house, which, you know, in wrestling, 60 miles is not much at all, (laughs) Uh, and it was uh, NWA Wildside, which is actually what produced uh, AJ Styles, so I started training there Hmm. uh, and had my first match there in 2003, and I've never looked back, uh, with the exception of times that I've had some uh, injuries. I've never, like, taken time off. I've never voluntarily taken time off from wrestling from 2003
0: and beyond. That's also awesome. That was, yeah, that really is the case. Like, finding wrestling schools was a little bit tougher back in the early 2000s. wasn't as widely and pervasive as it was now. So as far as your in-ring influences, who would you say influenced Matt Sells in his in-ring style? Like, in terms of appearance and in terms of, like, your moveset.
4: In terms of appearance, uh, you can definitely see that uh, there's a lot of Chris Jericho, a lot of Shawn Michaels, um, a lot of Michael Hayes, uh, especially in the, the current incarnation of the the Matt Sexells character. Uh, as far as in ring style, I I'm not naturally athletically gifted, which I know that will surprise anybody who sees me work and sees me try to throw a drop kick. Um,
0: when you're when you're humping so some, well, well, when you're humping someone's dude into the mat, it's kind of impossible not to think <laughs> <laughs> that there's something you're athletically gifted.
4: So like you know I would I would watch guys that had you know uh, definitely a, a ground a, a ground and pound type style like uh, you know like some you know like somebody like a Taz or a Mick Foley um, and just you know being able to to work more of a kind of a walk and talk Memphis style, too, especially being from the south.
0: Nice. So I gotta ask, like, in terms of like your uh, appearance in the ring and the whole sex sells gimmick and the rock and roll model and the long hair and the sunglasses and the silver jackets and the leopard print tights and stuff like that. Where did all of that come from? Was that already like part of your personality? Or was that something you you looked at yourself and figured that this is the look that would best suit me?
4: I uh, have always been a huge fan of rock music, any any incarnation of rock music. uh, Anybody that will talk to me finds out pretty quickly that I love uh, rock music from anything from great to shitty and will wear it on my sleeve to how much I love shitty rock like Nickelback and Creed. Uh, But I,
0: Sorry about that, lost the signal for a second, but uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, the whole Matlana gimmick, it's always sunny in Matlana, my apologies, it's never sunny in Matlana, like where did that whole aspect of your persona come from?
4: Uh, As far as just uh, the labeling of Matlana, I used to work for uh, NWA Atlanta in South Atlanta, and it's actually, it's a McDonough, Georgia area. Um, and so when I was there, I won one of their championships. It was the NWA uh, Atlanta Championship, and then they renamed it the NWA MAX Championship, and then it, I think it became something else. And then I legitimately couldn't remember the name of the championship, so I just thought, hey, it'd be funny to call it the NWA Matt Atlanta Championship. Uh, and so Matt Atlanta just kind of stuck, uh, and I started putting it on, on, on my wrestling gear and on t shirts. And uh, eventually, a couple of years after, I, I started branding it i uh decided to start doing the web series
0: okay now let's finally get into we're gonna get back to more of like your in-ring ability and like matches in a little bit but i definitely want to hear about this how did it's never sunny and matlana come to be and talk about your your 50 episodes in with this so talk a little about how that came to be
4: so it actually started um I got a new iPhone, had never really dealt with shooting video and stuff and noticed it had iMovie on it. I was like, okay, I can probably play around with this. Um, and it actually came from uh, anybody that's ever dealt done with any comedy. I, I do a little bit of stand-up. I need to get back into doing stand-up. I used to do it fairly regularly. Uh, but there's always a, a lot of uh, you know, sadness and tragedy uh, within comedy. And I, just, I started doing it as an outlet. I was, I was frustrated with uh, some stuff going on in wrestling. And thought it would be funny just to kind of just do a one-off. It was going to be film one thing, uh, basically me being passive-aggressive and whining about something, uh, and I was just going to post it with uh, the, you know, the it's always sunny in Philadelphia, you know, uh, title card and music and stuff at the end as, as the punchline. Uh, and I sent it around to a couple of friends of mine, and uh, they told me, hey, uh, if I were you, I wouldn't post this because uh, you might get some heat port because <laughs> uh, – as we know, a lot of people in the professional wrestling industry don't necessarily have a good sense of humor. Yep. Um <laughs> So I ended up not posting that one. ended up the first video uh, was making fun of how nobody in pro wrestling has a sense of humor. Um, so I did that, and it was going to be a one-off. And then the following week after I did that one, uh, I'm a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan being from Georgia, um, and they lost the Super Bowl. And they didn't just lose the Super Bowl, they lost a 25-point lead uh, in the second half to lose the Super Bowl. And so I thought, okay, well, this would be a funny video, the how I legitimately reacted during the Super Bowl. Um, so I filmed that video, and a bunch of people said, hey, this is funny. The first one was funny. You better continue doing these. So then it became, okay, I'm going to challenge myself and see if I can do one a week for a year. And that's really all I want to do. It's one a week for a year to do 50 to 52 of these things, and I'm done. Uh, well, Last week was fifty one, and I'm still having way too much fun doing it, so I'm gonna just keep it going. Um, so it's still uh, just a way for me to kind of voice frustrations at times without me to be you know a whiny asshole. <laughs> um, some of the, the, the my favorite episodes, and some of the episodes that people uh, seem to enjoy the most, um, came in a time where I was really angry about something and decided to warp it and twist it into something funny. So.
0: Like honestly, you go.
1: <laughs>
3: It sounds
1: like what we do is basically hey, it's
3: not just post on the internet let's talk about
1: it. Yeah, you, you're embittered, you're,
3: you're
0: young, you're embittered, you're angry about shit nobody cares about, you're born to be a podcaster.
4: Well, because like, you know, if, if I post it online and, I, you know, and I, you know, I post something, like if, if I posted about a wrestling payday, uh, you know, it, it makes me look like a salty and bitter asshole. If I make a video about it where it's, ha ha, look at me, I'm a sad clown trying to put a hot dog in his gas tank, then it's funny, and then you know, nobody's going to have heat with me over it. So it's just a way of me being able to use my creativity, a uh, little bit that I do have, uh, to be able to voice my frustration and hopefully entertain
0: people. You know? That's something George, that's, 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 something, George, it's
4: that's just, something I want to entertain.
0: I hear you. That's something George Carlin used to do. He used to say, if you can just take what you're angry or talking about and just, blow one aspect of it way out of proportion to where it becomes unrealistic that's where it officially becomes like a joke
1: oh absolutely
4: and you, and i'm a firm believer in that you know comedy and humor exist because awful things exist you know we We don't need to laugh at the stuff that's not awful. We laugh at the awful stuff. That's that's to be able to, you know, we laugh and keep from crying.
0: So it's like we need comedy in this day day and age more than ever. Like with everything that's going on in the news. Speaking of, one of my favorite episodes of your show is where you kneel (laughs) for the national anthem. I got that one more than any episode. Is the one when I talk to people seem to remember the most, and uh, comparatively has probably the most views out of mo- out of all of your episodes at least it's one of the highly rated ones like what would you- did that one did any extra effort go into that one and like where did that one come from
4: yeah that one uh i mean just because I-, I had seen it on the news so much and i'm a big sports fan so i watch a lot of football games and watch a lot of espn and read a lot about sports um so i thought how would Matt's Excels, you know, approach this, uh, and then Matt, the parody version of Matt's Excels within It's Never Sunny in Atlanta, uh how would he approach this subject? So, uh, yeah, it's, it was kind of bouncing some ideas off people, and yeah, so that one, yeah, took a little bit longer to, to film and piece some stuff together, and, you know, utilize news footage and stuff, um, but yeah, it's definitely probably up there in my top five episodes I filmed, and uh, definitely one, like you said, that a lot of people mentioned to me.
0: So I, got, I also gotta ask: um, Have you been back to Cold Stone Creamery yet? And did you run into Steve Austin? <laughs> did you run into Steve Austin yet?
4: <laughs> I ha- Oh, I, I, not to spoil uh, tomorrow's episode or Thursday's episode, whenever you're gonna gonna post this. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, if you enjoy the uh, Steve Austin impersonation, uh, the the next episode is. Uh, Pretty, uh, pretty ripe with Steve Austin impersonations and potentially very offensive. So,
0: <laughs> oh, oh joy! This is going to be oh, fantastic. Yeah. One more thing about, um, about these about your show. Um, I believe we discussed this actually the last time you were at Capital Wrestling, which Christ might have been December. I think might have been December. Yeah, it was, yeah, it, yeah it
4: been World War Four. Yeah, you were in
0: World War Four. We'll talk about that in a bit, but um. One of the things I asked you about was who did you write the song Jobber Man? And I forget what you said, but you said you wrote the lyrics, but it was someone else who composed it, right?
4: I so the lyrics, um, and then my friend who, and one of my other tag team partners, I, I swear I get around. Nice. There's a million different tag team partners. You do? Oh uh, yeah, one of my other, other uh, tag team partners who's uh, one half of
0: Oh, you muted yourself.
4: Rison Rice, Rice, Rice produces a lot of... I got, can you hear me now? Yeah,
0: I can hear you. What's his name?
4: Jimmy, Jimmy Flame. Nice. Uh, Jimmy, Flame, uh, Jimmy Flame 77 on Twitter, if anybody wants to follow him. and uh, Jimmy Flame on Spotify. Uh, he's got uh, great stuff on Spotify, um, including Jobberman, which was written by me, and then actually our, our, our entrance music we use as a tag team. Um, I do a little bit of guest vocals in that as well, so you can find uh, Matt Sells songs on Spotify, which is pretty cool.
0: Nice. Were there were there any episodes that you had ideas for that you didn't get to do because they were maybe just a little too ambitious, or maybe you just didn't have access to a certain resource?
4: Uh, I've got plenty of um, uh, written out that are eventually going to eventually going to get filmed. Um, the main one that I didn't get to do that I wanted to do um, is that. Uh, uh, the University of Georgia is where I went to school. I graduated from uh, to completely debunk uh, any sort of dumb, dumb wrestler myths uh, about me, uh, even though I do get dropped in the head a lot. So I don't know how good the education worked out. Uh, so diehard University of Georgia football fan. So when they made it to the national championship this year, um, I, of course, was going to have to do an episode about that. And I wrote one uh, for them winning the national championship. Um, and of course, they lost, um, as every sports team from Georgia happens to do. Uh, so I had to rewrite the whole episode, and uh, luckily I hadn't filmed anything yet. Uh, but the uh, I'm not I'm not going to give away the episode because I eventually want to reuse it, hopefully in some way. But that was kind of the main one. Uh, anything else? Um, anything I think of that's possibly too offensive or anything? I'll, I'll I usually tweak it. Um, and then I'm kind of to the point right now where uh, I feel like you know, being fifty-two episodes in, um, it gives me a little bit more leeway with as far as people find that uh, being off- mildly offensive is okay. Um, like the uh, the registered sex offender one, um, oh boy. I thought long and hard about not doing that one because I thought it might be a little too offensive. But uh, I thought it was funny enough, and obviously a lot of people thought it was funny enough too. And then of course, there's been some that are kind of racially charged and uh, you know sexual orientation charged. But again, I think uh, you can kind of make fun of anything. So that really, to me, nothing's off limits as long as I don't take like a t- typical political stance. Like even with the take a knee one, there's never really a political stance. You're getting a beer.
0: You're getting a beer. Um, in that episode, you're you're not doing it out of like moral obligation. Right, right, you're getting no, yeah, a beer. No,
4: I, I cut out for a second. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's Matt Excel's being stupid to, to kneel down and get a beer. He doesn't think anything of it, and he thinks he's a hero because he's done so. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing is that I always want to write myself as the goof uh, because anybody that has a web series, anybody that has a TV show, anybody professional wrestling, like I said, the the fragile egos like everybody wants to paint themselves as the hero like you watch any web series or anything like everybody's the hero like i i'm a huge fan of it's always sunny in philadelphia obviously and i love that they're all deplorable human beings oh that, god absolutely shitty stuff, yeah shitty stuff happens to them i huge fan of Steinfeld, same thing they're all deplorable human beings so i write myself as a deplorable human being and it's much funnier that way when the joke's on me and it's not hey look at the valiant superhero matt Sells.
0: I definitely have questions about your affinity for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in a bit, but I'm going to let, since I've been asking all the questions, I'm going to let my buddy Ray ask a couple. Ray, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say,
3: I wonder when I get to speak now. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, brother. My first one definitely has to be, what's your favorite beer?
4: What's my favorite beer? I'm actually, I love shitty beer. Like, a, there's there's good craft beer I like, which I'll get into in a second, but like my, my favorite beer is Miller Lite. I love Miller Light and that's the reason you see Miller Light used in pretty much every episode. <laughs> it's always sunny, um, so and I'm, I'm yeah, kind of angling for a, uh, a sponsorship. <laughs> Get it, boy. Miller well, Miller, uh, if
3: you're listening to us, oh, yeah,
4: so yeah, there you go. Anybody, anybody representing the Miller Miller Corporation by all means. Uh, and then, like, I'm a huge fan of uh, a Terrapin Brewing Company. It's based out of Athens, Georgia. That's, like, my favorite craft beer. Uh, I'm not usually – it's hit or miss for me. Like, IPAs and, like, anything they produce, I love. So if we're going going big time, you know, uh, mainstream shitty beer, it's Miller Lite and uh, kind of a, the smaller uh, local brewery, Terrapin.
3: Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah. And then back into the wrestling, I have to ask, what was the match you were in that finally proved to you I'm doing the right thing.
0: I finally made it. I haven't so, had that match yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, what would you say Wait, like, put over to add?
1: Capital.
4: Okay. <laughs> oh god! No, like I, I say that jo- jokingly, not like I, uh, you know, like I, I've had a lot of matches that, you know, everything clicked right, and then there's a lot of matches that a lot of stuff doesn't click right, and you go, okay, well, I, I, I think at this point, you know, every match I, I have, I can learn from match I have has had good qualities and, and bad qualities. Um, but like I mean stuff I mean you, there's a whole range of, of good ones I've had. Uh, a lot of the stuff I've been had an opportunity to do on, on, on ring fire television, out shows, and getting to work with, with individuals is cool. Um, Getting uh, you know people to 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 back me uh, like Capital has. Uh, Capital Wrestling's great, and you, using me in the kind of more of a centerpiece role is, is nice. Like World War Four, I didn't really know what to expect with that. I thought that match turned out really well. Having to do you know interval multi man match, and you know, I thought it turned out even better than I was expecting. I'm usually not a huge fan of cluster Fox.
0: <laughs> it was funny because I had to edit like a lot of the high spots from that match for promotional material. And the first thing I knew I had to make into a GIF was you taking Stan Styles and face pummeling him into the canvas with your crotch.
4: Yeah, and not just like a few times. Like the crowd really got into it. So yeah, I humped his face into the mat 30 times and they count along with it. That, that was a cool
0: moment. I really appreciated that. You, that was such a great moment. Like, honestly, but the funny thing, you mentioned Capital Wrestling, and you have mentioned before you have many tag team partners. One of the people that you're tagging with and are honestly kind of setting Capital Wrestling on fire with, you're teaming with the Psycho Luchador Smiley in... In Capital, what's it been like working with him and have you – we back when we interviewed Smiley about like 12, 13 episodes ago, he – well, you know, you get he, he mumbles it a lot but you got you to gotta translate it. But what he said roughly translated out to you that he really enjoys working with you. He gets to have a lot of fun and show off the more fun side of his personality when he works with you. Would you say that Smiley has brought out any good qualities in you and you've had a good time working with him?
4: Yeah, like, he's the, I think first and foremost, I mean, obviously, like, you watch him in the ring, and, like, his style's a lot different than mine. Like, I don't really work a Lucha style. Go figure. Um, <laughs> like, definitely more of a strike-based, mat-based style and, and character-driven. And he's very character-driven, too, in a very different way. And so, like, we we get our minds together, uh, and we can do, come up with some creative, goofy stuff, and that's been a lot of fun to do. And then being able to play to my strengths with you know, being able to sell and take the heat and he comes in and does cool, cool Lucia stuff is, is always nice, too. So, yeah, he's, he's always kind of coming up with ideas of, of how to utilize my character within the stuff that we do and doing goofy stuff, like having the band play along with us. Is he plays bongos on someone's ass and I play guitar in an abdominal stretch, you know? So I think we complement each other really well and have kind of goofy personalities that work out well together as a tag team.
0: Nice. Like, yeah, the, I'm a big fan of... Not, to, not Despite working behind the scenes, I am still a big fan of Sex Crazed. I think it's a great... I think you guys do great stuff together. And uh, I believe uh, it was teased recently that you may be... Uh, like, you guys are definitely in the running for uh, for the tag titles. Like, you guys want those tag titles. Do you think that you'll be able to, uh, with his help, secure those in the next year or so? Oh, yeah. I
4: mean, I've, I've got... I've had tag gold, like a zillion different promotions, so let's add one more, you
0: know? <laughs> Fantastic. So, I gotta ask, is there, so Ring of Honor, that's one of the things that people may not know, is that you are prominently featured on a lot of their matches in, like, uh, in, a, in a very pretty big role. Like, I'd say, like, in, in Ring of Honor, your character is toned down ever so slightly, but how did that... How did that come about? How did you actually make your way through the door at Ring of Honor? Because that's actually a tough feat for some people in this business.
4: Yeah, um, they they run the the tryouts and seminars that they do roughly, you know, three or four times a year. Um, so God, what about five or six years ago now? Uh, yeah, six years ago, I decided I was living in Georgia, decided to make the trek up and do one of the tryouts and seminars and kind of see where I stood and. I uh, went the first day and was like, uh, geez, uh, maybe I don't belong here. <laughs> I was 10 years into wrestling at the time and thought, you know, that was pretty damn good. And saw guys that, uh, you know, are on TV and under contract with them now, like Vinny Marcelli and uh, uh, Matt Taven, QT Marshall, and Hanson, who's in NXT now, and like all these guys that were, you know, just fantastic pro wrestlers. And so the second day of the camp, I did what I do best and and try to do some more character-driven stuff. And that's helped me stand out a little bit. And I realized, okay, maybe this is somewhere I want to work. And kept attending the camps and kept getting feedback from guys like, uh, Kevin Kelly, who helped me tremendously on my promos and on my character and, uh, help from Brutal Bob Evans, whom I love, who, uh, is in, featured prominently in Capitol Wrestling. Uh, and so I just kept coming to the camp after camp after camp and, and trying to improve and, and get on that radar um, and worked a uh, my debut match for them in 2014 uh, at the Nashville Fairgrounds in a historic venue. I got to work uh, R.D. Evans uh, when he was in the midst of his unbeaten streak uh, in, on ROH International Television, got offense, you know, six-minute TV match, which is a, a great way to debut. Um, so, you know, kept going and trying to, to beat that door down. Eventually, uh, my wife told me, hey, you know, we were living in Georgia at the time. She's like, You want to move up to, to Pennsylvania and give it a go and, and start training out ROH Dojo and, and go on the road with them? By all means, we can do it. And so here I am, moved up to uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area and started training and started getting more and more opportunities. And uh, people have seen my face on uh, Ring of Honor, Future of Honor, and Ring of Honor Television. Some, I've worked as a backstage correspondent, some. So it's just kind of a matter of beating
0: down the door until uh, somebody listens. <laughs> Fantastic. Ray, do you have any other questions?
3: Oh, yeah. Speaking of Ring of Honor of all the opportunities you've gotten there, I remember actually seeing you one of the first times I think it was being the elite. you getting super ticked. I was like, huh, that's where I saw the before i like <laughs> well, have actions. been on that,
4: like ring bring them on, like I've I've been super kicked a million times. Like anytime okay. they anytime they need somebody to get, get super kicked for a, a vignette the, they're gonna put on an of on our social media or I've been super kicked on television, plenty on pay-per-views. Okay. So yeah, chances are if you see somebody super kicked it's probably me. <laughs> okay.
3: I guess a good chin, good chin there. But <laughs> speaking of those opportunities, uh what could you say was like your favorite opportunity there? Getting something just to put yourself out there and say, hey it's giving me at least a
4: little more exposure. Uh, the, the, the coolest moment uh, as far as an opportunity to the ring of honor was uh, getting to, to work with Rhino. Um, when we were in uh, in Detroit, just out of Detroit, Dearborn, Michigan, a couple of years ago when he was uh, running for political office, uh, they were like, we need somebody to go out there and cut a promo with Rhino. So I went out there and I got to cut a promo in front of, I think it was like 1,400 people uh, and got to take two bores um so getting to work with uh, somebody i grew up watching i was a huge ecw fan and a huge uh, huge fan of his wwf run. so uh getting to go out there and uh take two gores from the man beast was pretty cool um and it, the spot was originally to call for one just one gore and so we're going out there and it's like if they start chanting one more time would you mind like suckling up and taking another gore, and like there was a small part of me just wanted to see how it react just went fuck no you're only getting one It's <laughs> was like no 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 he goes, of, course, of
0: course you don't say He's no here. to rhino
4: right yeah no so, yeah and so, of course like he knows the business like the back of his hand because yeah as soon as he hit hit the first one of course the, the grouse starts chanting one more time so like like yeah, the, yeah i'm taking two gores tonight <laughs> god how
3: yeah. did that feel though getting that kind of advice and just talking with guys like that
4: yeah you know, oh, making he,
3: it or even i've been there already and
4: the dance, me. Just yeah, just getting to like work with guys like that, and guys like that giving you feedback, and uh, and being willing to take time with you and give you feedback and help you out with stuff is is really cool uh, and totally like unexpected a lot of times. Uh, like when Jay Briscoe was Ring of Honor World Champion, uh, I worked the dark match one night, he was the first person at the curtain when I walked back to greet me and uh, give me feedback. Like he didn't have to watch the dark match; nobody was expecting him to. I wasn't expecting him to. So, yeah, to have guys that you look up to uh, be willing so much to help you out. It's an uh, indescribable feeling.
3: Amazing. i uh, just just ask you one last question for me. Uh, what would you give to the young talent? Because I'm definitely one that's training to be a wrestler now and always looking just for advice. What would you give to the younger talent coming up? A piece of advice from your travel status? Because to me, you're still a veteran. You've said you've worked for 10 years before. It's like you've done the dance. So what would you give to
4: yeah, my, hey guys, coming on. my advice is get out now.
1: No. <laughs> Run. Run. Run.
4: Lean into the night and never come back. Stay here as long as you can. All right, no. Uh, my advice, like, especially like when you're, you're first in, uh, the best advice I ever got, um, and the advice I still use to this day when I'm working with people that know more than I do, uh, which is a lot, um, you know, mouth closed, ears open. Um, and just you know, be able to be a sponge and suck up all the information you can, and get as much information from as many different people as you can, because you're going to learn something from everybody. Like even if it's what not to do, uh, you're going to learn something from somebody. And uh, I'm always you know of the mindset: if I'm in a locker room with 30 guys, and I didn't learn one thing from 30 different guys, I've learned 30 new things, uh, which is really cool. And surround yourself with a good network uh, of people that uh, you know aren't, aren't going to steer you astray. Um, and, uh, you know, train at a reputable school, get a reputable tram, and there's all, so so much uh, advice I can give um, that, that's helped me out. Um, don't, don't believe uh, in your own hype. Uh, and it's something that a lot of guys do, and something I did a few years in. Yeah. Like, you know, I was a couple of years in the business and, and thought I knew everything, and as soon as I learned uh, that I didn't know everything, uh, that's hey to no surprise when I started actually getting better and started learning more so just constantly have an open mind uh,
0: to, to keep getting better and that's
4: pretty much my advice Thank you,
3: thank
0: you So I have, a, I have a couple more questions, a couple from me and we actually got a viewer question here for you so uh, my question for you is you mentioned earlier your affinity for Seinfeld your affinity for especially um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia what would you say your favorite episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is and what's your favorite line?
4: The I I loved the the Wade Boggs episode um, mm-hmm. a couple of a couple seasons ago. I thought that episode was amazing. Uh, just you know where they're trying to, to do the Wade Boggs rec- record of drinking over hundred beers on a cross country fl- flight. Um, so like just the, the line at the end where Charlie's drunk as hell and they're trying to play play baseball. And they just go, they got chicken and foodie? Like I I lost it during that, that episode, for whatever reason, that line. Like, that's so funny to me. And then, um, just, there's so many memorable moments on that show. There's not an episode that I don't like.
0: Pepe anymore. Sylvia.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the pe- you know, pe- Pepe Sylvia is, is
0: great. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. It's, it's
1: boxes. all boxes, Pepe Sylvia.
4: All these people exist, Charlie, and they're all
0: very It's great. like, no, Harry, you gotta do it like this. You gotta do it like this. He says, okay, Charlie, I'm gonna stop you. Not only do all those people exist, but they have been asking about their mail for two weeks. It is all they're talking about up there.
4: And then, like, the, the, the Christmas episode, of course, where Charlie uh, looks at Santa and goes, Did you fuck my mama, Santa? Like that. That I lose it with that one every time, too. So, yeah, <laughs> I can't name just one.
0: Just write TV about terrible, terrible human beings. Yeah, so, like, well, before we let you go, I do have one viewer question here for you. Um, this comes from a longtime fan of the show. Her name's Nova Gray, and she asks Which do you prefer, pancakes or waffles?
4: Ooh. Ooh, that's a good question. Like, uh, out of all the questions I've been asked tonight, that that's the hardest-hitting
0: one. That's usually the one people struggle with the most.
3: Yeah, weirdly
4: enough. It's like two options. See, what? like, I'm, I'm, I'm from the South, so I kind of want to say Waffles because I enjoy Waffle
0: House. Let me get you, like, fucking oh! Waffle House. Every goddamn person we have ever had on this show has a big boner for
4: Waffle House. <laughs> No, that's now. See how much Waffle House have you ever had? Because like, Waffle House is amazing. Like I love Waffle House. Um, but then I, I've eaten a lot of IHOPs after shows too, and a lot of Denny's after shows too. So that, that's pancakes. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to go with waffles though, I think, because like if you go to like a hotel that has the wa- make your own waffle station, and you get the perfect waffle, that's always a perfect way to start off the morning uh, if you're on the road. So I gotta go waffles.
0: Fantastic, and thank you so much for that, sir. So uh, we have one more. We have a special friend here. We'd like you to meet. You are Matt Sells, the per- personification of a functioning alcoholic. And, <laughs> oh, and oh,
3: Ben, I think that's so But we
0: have a but we have a friend here. Can he I pops in. He pops in every him. week. He's from uh, he's from Mexico. His name is Pepe, and I believe he has something to say to you. Hey, Ray, can you get Pepe? Hold <laughs> on. Uh, let me go get him. Give me
3: a sec. Give me a sec. Pepe, hey, they need you. Come here. Okay, I got him.
0: Orale, amigo. Orale, Pepe. Hola
3: <laughs> señor Ben. Wait, who's this, señor Ben? Uh, I don't know this señor.
0: You don't. You don't know Matt Sexells?
3: Ah, oh, sorry, señor Ben. I've had a little, a little fun tonight. It's Valentine's Day. We had the coronas, and now, oh wait. Oh, I know you. You team with Smiley. Okay.
4: Okay, I know this guy. Pepe over here, he he's at one cerveza, what? Two cervezas, what?
1: Three cervezas. Please,
4: senor,
3: I had a few more, but
4: I'm not going to say how many. <laughs> I have to drive tonight. <laughs> muchos, muchos
3: cervezas. Okay, señor. I got to I got to go. Thank you for coming. Okay, have a night nice, I'll see you later, man.
1: Pepe, don't walk into don't walk in the traffic. <laughs>
3: Give me the
0: mic, Pepe. Oh my God! I Vamanos, chamaco. He comes
3: on all, once in a while and it just takes the
4: mic away. That, that damn Pepe.
0: I know that damn Pepe, but yeah, that was. Thank you so much for coming on, sir. We know you're a busy guy, but thank you so much for taking time out of your your filming schedule and your wrestling schedule. The the never the never sleep life of uh, of Matt Sexells. <laughs>
4: Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Like, uh, I'll, I'll plug social media and everything. Uh, follow me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at All Sells Final, A L L S E L L S F I N A L. Uh, check out uh, the, those things check out youtube.com backslash That's where so you can find every episode ever that's been produced thus far it's never sunny in Atlanta. Uh, new episodes premiere across all my social media platforms thursday afternoons usually around three o'clock so this thursday you can check out a brand new one one that i'm very proud of it's uh, like i said potentially very controversial in a sense of we will uh, definitely I find, I find it very funny so
0: we'll definitely <laughs> share the shit out of that one before we let you go yeah. there is one final question we always like to ask our guests and we always get a very interesting answer for this we've got we've asked uh we've asked mike law this question we've asked simon grim this question we've gotten a lot of interesting responses for it if you could talk to the matt cells of 10 years ago and give him one piece of advice what would it be oh all
4: right so 10 years ago i gotta think about where i
0: was um Oh, God, so
4: I'd have been 21. Um, interestingly enough, at, at 21, I really didn't drink a whole lot of beer. So You don't <laughs> so much, much different <laughs> Matt Sells. Matt Sells and that beer inconceivable. Yeah, I really didn't start drinking beer and coffee until like the same week, uh, like 23, because I had a job that I hated and had to get up really early, so it was coffee in the morning and beer at night. So, um, so all right, so 10 years ago, if I had to give advice to myself um, – I, I tell myself to to go all go ahead and go all in uh go all in with wrestling Like i i didn't really go all in until you know about six years ago um so go all in with it give it a shot and see how that pans out uh, when you you know when your body's uh <laughs> feeling better than it is 10 ten years later so yeah go all in
0: Excellent. a uh, One hell of an answer from one hell of a man. So, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the rock and roll model, Matt Sex Cells. Don't forget to follow him on all that good social media. Don't forget to subscribe and watch. It's a, Never Sunny in Atlanta. It is a fantastic show. I love it myself. So, thank so you so much. I. Thank you. you so much for being on, sir. And you have a fantastic night. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Anytime, sir. And we will be right back. I think Whole Milk Mike should be getting here in just a minute. So, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast right after this. <laughs> if you're done enough not to listen to the general mission wrestling podcast i'm shitting that's right challenge shitting how does it work if you can shit a turn out of your ass cannon and hit the target you win don't wait don't delay don't fuck with us or we'll turn you into bruce
2: jenner only at the gawp the only podcast that tells you to fuck off
0: listen up shithead follow us on twitter at the gawp show and you better not unfollow us or will abduct you from your bed and make you listen to every single pro wrestling theme ever created by Jillian Hall. Eat a dick! So come on down and listen to the Journal Mission Wrestling Podcast, home of the smartiest sons of bitches in the entire universe. Guaranteed. Fuck you! And oh we are God. back with another bit of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast tonight. Uh, big thanks once again to Matt Sells being on with us tonight. He had to go, but that was a hell of a lot of fun having him on. And it was very nice of him to meet Pepe, my, m- m- Ray. That
3: was interesting. That was a great interview. I'm loving how episode episodes gone. It's been so nice without Mike here. Uh, yeah, I do one of these off-
2: Ray, will you be
3: my valentine? <laughs> no. Oh god. Hey Mike, there you oh, are. How- no. Wait, Mike, have you just he been u- Mike,
0: have you just been under that desk the whole time? No. Mike, <laughs> don't lie to me.
2: Would I lie to you? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I don't no. Damn it.
0: Mike, why are, are you Mike why are you sleeping away. under the studio desk? It's dark in there.
3: <laughs> Wait, Mike, is that a monkey under there? What have you been doing?
0: Well, uh, hi, guys. How you been? <laughs> oh, we're doing. We're doing just fine, dude. We just <laughs> talked to Matt Sells, and he and her, He met Pepe, which was pretty I fun. To it's gonna be. Oh yeah, it turned yeah. out friggin' phenomenal. But yeah, but it, since you're here, it is finally time. It is that time of the week once again, as as uh, Ross Twiddell would say. It is time to go through. All of the weird-ass news that came across our doorstep this week in professional wrestling. First of all, let's start it off with, I know, I'm just as surprised as you, some 205 Live news. So, Mike, if you're telling me this correctly, you told me this earlier off the air, apparently uh, Tyler Bate has a little bit of heat in WWE. Is that the case?
2: Uh, Apparently so, because uh, if you have noticed uh, his appearances on WWE television, he has lost. Four of his last matches, and the the apparent rumor is that he has heat on him because apparently he is deemed too cocky, and he
3: they just feel that he doesn't make a lot of WWE America shows. Oh. So
2: they're holding that over his head while well, Pete Dunne, Mark Andrews, Tread Seven just cause they go, and, and and they have no problems at all.
0: Might be a visa thing.
2: But thing, I don't know. Uh, thing the visa I, thing
3: because it's like it's
2: not his fault. He can't make it to the U.S. Yeah, I understand. I understand the visa thing, but it's just that why would you just punish him? Also, like, what is it? Why are you punishing him if if he's apparently cocky just because he had a five star match with Pete Dunne at Takeover Chicago and he got a big head over it? Hey.
0: If I put on a five, if I, if I put on a five star match, and if I was that dude, well, honestly, we can really kind of relate because aren't we like literally in the same age range as that dude?
2: I'm like one year older than him.
0: That's insane which is, to me. Which
2: is, which is weird.
0: The dude probably got a swelled head a little too early for his own good, which happens because the dude is literally our age. He could literally be going to school with me right now. Can I switch bodies with him? I know, right? You want
3: to be, you want to be, you want to have heat and be British. Can I switch careers with him? (laughs) Again, you want to be British and you want to have heat. That's the. I don't
2: give give a shit to you. See him? He's a phenomenal
3: singer. No, 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 no. time out, time out. Let me take that back. Not having heat. Someone's gonna be a dick and take my sentence out of context.
2: I want to be from Dudley, England. Oh, God. And I want that
0: awesome. And I want that I, awesome entrance music he's got.
3: I just want
2: his mustache. Uh, so Tyler Bate, uh lost his first round uh, two hundred five tournament match, while his fellow Englishman uh, Mark Andrews advances in the second round. Then also Drew Gulak showed off he has a statistic side.
0: Yeah, that was pretty interesting, actually.
3: Hey, if you ever saw him in you knew he had it. No,
0: he had I've been waiting I was to see talking
3: to Steve Carino. That yeah. was the perfect program is voted to go into there. It's like Carino is fucking known to be scummy. Hint hint are always decided to Drew Gulak perfect.
0: Honestly, I've heard people say they want Drew Gulak to start a new version of Right to Censor.
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> he would be a perfect uh Steven Richards.
0: He really so, would.
3: Then we're going to, whatever the diva is, years later, they're going to
2: complain that she did nothing. We'll get to her, but I'm also in 205. Update is that they're bringing up another NXT guy. and
1: Woo-hoo!
2: Of all the people that you would be thinking, this one came out of nowhere. Buddy Murphy, who was the former tag team partner of Wesley Blake, who... Uh, was a uh, former NXT 10-team champion and has not been on NXT TV for about a year. Oh.
0: I think the last time I saw that dude was in the TV taping they did at NXT Brooklyn 2. Not NXT Brooklyn 3, NXT Brooklyn 2.
2: No, no, no. The la- no, I actually, no. The last time he was on NXT TV was when they went to Australia.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
2: It was him and Ty Dillinger against Bobby Roode and I believe uh, Elias. Oh, wow. I believe. And that was about a year ago.
0: Didn't he have a kid? Isn't that why I think he was off TV for a no, while? That,
2: no, that's, that's the other guy. Wesley. Wesley Blake.
0: Wesley Blake's still there. Okay. still is the boyfriend of Alexa Bliss. Okay, that makes and, sense. And, and, and not for nothing, he is in fantastic shape, and they
2: actually showed the way in He barely made it at 204.4.
1: Yep.
3: Mm. So, they're, so,
2: so they're taking this whole 205 thing, series. he will be taking on Arya Davari next week. And I also believe they're doing Mustafa Ali against Jack Gallagher.
0: Which should both be very good. I like... I like what they've been doing with 205 Live lately. It just feels it has this renewed sense of purpose which makes it a little bit more engaging to watch.
2: They're just letting them wrestle. There's, there's some segments where they're trying to build up the characters, but it's not excessive like it used to be.
0: It's not
2: excessive.
3: more people just want to see you
0: know. like they tried they tried squeezing these dudes into niches they didn't really work like They tried giving them, like, Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression Era storylines when these guys are... A lot of them, like, especially Mustafa Ali, especially Cedric Alexander, are, like, fresh off of the indies and, like, have never had to work, like, at least not, like, a WWE-style storyline a day out of their lives, which is... They
2: took them right off the indies and put them on Monday
1: Night Raw.
0: That was kind of the problem. and they didn't do a very good job of building any of these dudes up. You just kind of had to figure it out on your own.
1: But I you think that, that, was thing, that
3: was the worst thing they could have ever done. Was not just. The division's perfect. Having their yeah. the division and letting them get the guy that they're around. It like, was basically Disney show on the top show. From on Raw, expecting to get over so quickly and not giving a backstory and trying to give them problems when they're not useless. That was the bad. One. That was my like. It's like why I rush them out there? It's kind of like that joke that we say. Don't put me out there, 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 there.
1: Don't put me
0: out go. there, Vince. They're gonna boo.
3: Yeah, they literally were gonna boo because if you see someone, they're already my. Like, sadly, these guys weren't used to giving a promo in front of thousands of people. Yes, certain guys were Gulak and stuff, but hey, they had an opportunity with CZW and such. Some of these guys didn't. They were stars where they were from, but it's not like they were talking in front of thousands and thousands of on TV.
0: Bingo. But yeah, so two hundred five live definitely slowly but surely carving out a better niche for itself as a part of the extended WWE programming. Speaking of. Uh, extended WWE programming uh, this week was once again another installment of the wildly successful mixed match challenge event. This week it was the real life husband and wife team of Lana and Rusev D taking on uh, Bailey and my boy Elias. Who
2: was originally supposed to be Samoa Joe? Yeah,
0: unfortunately. So think of the
2: way that they would have built up some Joe and Bailey. That segments.
0: Would have been fucking gold, honestly. Just Bailey being all happy and marshmallowy and sunny and shit, and like Joe just being like, "Let's go, let's go, fucking murder some people."
2: Yeah. So there was one thing in this match that kind of caught everybody's eye. Rusev or singlet. I. Don't know. <laughs> he looked yes. adorable. He looked
3: Kind of was weird, in my opinion. He
2: kind of looked like Nikita Koloff. <laughs> in a good way? That killer just wearing like a badass singlet?
3: Is it or did he have a fucking like what? it was not like way down there like it was weird
2: I don't know when it showed
3: up
1: you want, like, the, uh, you want to elaborate for
2: the do you want to <laughs> elaborate for the people? Because I because uh, no, I think they need a no.
0: visual. It, Regale them.
3: He, it was basically fucked up in the crowd in the crotch area I was like I was like is he a pain?" because
0: he's fucking like riling up brother was camel toeing the hell out of that thing
3: yeah
2: speaking of camel toe did you see that Morgan posted a photo and
0: the size of her fucking camel toe that was a fucking moose knuckle down there
3: uh, I don't think we mind that one <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never had the opportunity to use the term moose knuckle right. on this show before, so. It's it,
2: it for a kill. Well, but as far as oh, a match, oh it was God. actually a good
3: match. This is gonna be funny that we have a chance, Ring of Honor, to be probably listening to something like
2: this. So and we're talking about Camel Cup. Put your drum Ring together, people. Keep it drum together. <laughs> <laughs> don't wear tight
1: shit don't uh,
0: honestly no don't wear I've worn spandex to like comic book conventions before and that shit that shit rides up on you something terrible
2: well I bet the ladies and men are looking at you
0: huh uh, ladies and men who swing that way I'm just gonna let you enjoy this one
3: sexy boy
0: sexy boy I'm not your boy, boy. and I'm hey, fine on
3: Valentine's I? dead. it's valentine
0: is the day of love here on the G-A-W-P, the sexiest wrestling podcast in New York City.
2: Now, now if you subscribe right now, we'll record a video of Raven Mundo stripping for you. <sighs> <laughs> uh, no, I'll no. say
3: this. I'll say this. I'll, we'll do like the DM. If we get 500 likes by the end of the year, one episode, one episode,
2: I'll do it. Have I 500 likes on this episode specifically? Yeah.
1: Mm. All right, so...
3: I, the I the saw all
0: the <laughs> mixed match challenge, definitely one to watch each week, and next week it is going to be the Robe Warriors, the team of Bobby Roode and Charlotte taking on... Wow, you guys were just thrown together for the hell of it, weren't you? Nia Jax and Apollo Snoots. Aw. I'm, I'm
2: actually going to praise Apollo. 'Cause he did a great he had a great performance in the main event. Oh, he
0: did. He had a he show, he had a great showing in that match. But like he's still he's still hey Mike, let me ask you a question. What's your hey Mike, what do you think of Uha Nation?
2: Ah, oh, this is a trick question, isn't it? Who
0: <laughs> Bingo. You
3: know Uha Mike.
0: But Mike, you not only is today know? a happy day today is not only a happy day because it is the day of love, but Today is a day of celebration because, Mike, after all your ranting, after all your raving, after all of your uh, rage about it on camera, on on microphone, and off the air, you may have just finally gotten your wish, as it has been tentatively rumored, the Rumorville heard it through the grapevine this week, that the brand split very well might be coming to an end. Okay.
2: And you're probably wondering, why do we believe that? Because Ticketmaster is listing Backlash as a pay-per-view that I believe it was originally supposed to be a Raw pay-per-view, but now they are listing it as a dual pay-per-view for Raw and SmackDown. And uh, I believe all the other pay-per-views have now been told that they're going to be Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views exclusively. So the era of... Single branded pay per is over. Wow, two years WWE.
0: I apologize for that little toot sound, by the way. That was my lips coming off of a Gatorade bottle. Oh. A, 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 a
2: uh, okay. Just, That's... A, just a Gatorade bottle, you
0: say? Yes. yes. Da dat, uh, da da
2: da not I
3: don't. <laughs> God, I don't think it's the end of the brand split. What I think this is. People have been complaining about over content. Mm-hmm. We've been one.
2: To say they're giving us too much and it's kind of getting like a chore to watch. When they put on pay-per-views every two weeks, it's kind yeah. of annoying.
0: Do you remember like matter. way back in 2016 when it was literally like a pay-per-view like every two fucking weeks and we honestly like it around pay-per-view number four, we were all yeah. just like, we were just like, fuck this. Like I think we met up for like maybe two pay-per-views before we realized, holy fuck, we can't do this every freaking weekend.
2: Hey guys, let's see. Let's see you see in two weeks, right?
0: And not only that, but like we have like indie show. We go to at least an indie show or two indie shows a month.
3: Yeah. And so, so it's like, like it's excessive to have to because everybody knows there's indie. People are going to that. Like you're trying to get your part, your marketed product out there, but then you're going to expect fans to still want to watch it every fucking time, and they're not. And that's why I feel this might not be. End of the brand split, per se, it might just be hey, we're gonna give you one pay half the card is Raw, half the card is SmackDown, mm. you get the best of both worlds, and it's basically
2: so. So, let me ask you this right yeah. do you think that with them making every pay per view on SmackDown um, going forward, do you think that shows that maybe doing this Raw and SmackDown pay per views like by themselves? That didn't work. It didn't bring in new subscribers. Do you think it was a fail?
3: I wouldn't say it's a failure. It was a test. Everything has a test run, especially mm-hmm. with wrestling. Test out the market. And if it doesn't work out, you change the algorithm. With them, they probably saw, like I said, they saw a heat of it to start because everyone was happy. Hey, it's the draft. Everything. It's new brand again. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. They probably saw a rise. So that's where, like, okay, it's working. Let's give them more content. More content. More content. And after a while, even like us, they saw it start going down and down and down. We started. And that's get, why now they're like, "Let's not get the ship." To
0: because, fucking- like, <laughs> add it all, add it all together. Like, if you look at the current WWE programming layout, really think about all they ask us to watch in like an average week, and like especially 2016. Because think about it. Like you have you have Raw on Mondays, SmackDown on which Tuesdays, which is which is three hours. So the two hours of SmackDown is five hours of like mandatory television that you have to watch, and then, and then you, you get, throw you get
2: thirty minutes of mixed mash, two oh five, you get an hour tw- of NXT, and then two and a half hours of pay per views and takeovers.
0: And that's and like in an average, let's assume in an average week, you're going to have Raw, SmackDown, two oh five live the mix Match Challenge, NXT, and the pay-per-view, and the pay-per-view kickoff show. That's, like, almost, like, 12 hours of wrestling yeah. content. Not just wrestling content, just WWE content. God forbid you're one of those people who watches, like, indie wrestling, like, on the reg every single week. Because I watch Progress, like, I watch Progress, like, every time they put up a new show on their on-demand site. And I have, like, I think I also have, I, I have friend's New Japan account that I still use so I watch that very frequently so it's like there's yeah. a lot it's wrestling fans <laughs> we watch a lot in a week and like bear in mind like we have other interests outside of wrestling like I, I watch other TV and yeah. shows outside of wrestling I, re- I read I, I read comic books too and I'm just like there's not enough time in the day
2: I follow the NBA I keep bingo I keep in touch with uh, sports. Just specifically basketball, and then just like 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 other shows I watch. But this think about I have
3: this: to say, I just watch wrestling.
2: Then think about this: WrestleMania week is going to be even worse. With oh, the Hall of Fame takeover, and just that's another like three hours. God, and um, then even think about that:
3: people are going to stream the indie shows out there. WrestleCon, fucking. Uh, Janelle
2: is Spring Break. Bloodsport. But, but, but we're looking more specifically at WWE. No,
1: but. Ray has a point, testing though. Ray has a point, though.
3: That's their market. Is basically, if we compete with everything out there, are they still going to watch it? That's their market. Right, that's their market no matter what company you are. Because even WWE, Ring of Honor, the New Japan, they know their
2: limits. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I also want to mention this that. Uh, Last year was probably the worst year for individual pay-per-views because SmackDown after WrestleMania had that string of horrible pay-per-views.
0: I think the backlash,
2: backlash, Money in the Bank, uh, Battlegrounds, it just kept going and going and going. Like
0: 2016, 2016 was actually a pretty good year for SmackDown solo pay-per-views, but then 2017, holy Jesus, they were... When, one bad pay per view after another. Just we, it would always be like one really good match a pay per view, and then the rest of it was just like unwatchable garbage. Like you'd get, like on SmackDown, you'd get like a Charlotte and like a Becky Lynch, or you'd get like an Usos and New Day. or a New Day match, or something like that. Or you AJ get, or you get like an a, like you get an AJ and Kevin Owens thing, or something like he, that. And then,
2: and then you get Randy Wooden and and agenda
0: Mahal. Yeah. Three
2: times in a row. Three those
0: were the dark months, man. Like, I remember that was in the summer, so it was like,
2: wow.
0: We gotta they, get that through
2: would, this. smackdown the summer.
0: That really ruined yeah. gender now we forget, like, it may be starting to finally fade away into the obscurity of our nightmares, but like there was a time months ago when like gender Mahal was all SmackDown was focused on. Actually, that's a lie because like there would be weeks when he yeah, was. He really wasn't the main focus of the show. Like, he wasn't the main focus. Even though of the he show. was champion. God, that's nay, we, been. nay we forget. We'll get an agenda in a little bit, trust me. Yeah, but we'll, yeah, we'll, for the we'll but, touch on that. as for my yeah, opinions on the brand split, because you guys gave yours, like, am I happy to see it end? Yeah, pretty much, because like I feel like some good things came out of the brand split. Don't misread me. Like we got we got some really great tag division stuff out of it. We got some great. We got some great uh, stuff from the Miz. We got but when you really think about it, it only benefited like a few people off the top of your head and not really the roster as a whole. I, honestly I feel like were the only people that really benefited from this whole thing were definitely Jinder Mahal, definitely definitely Elias, definitely Braun Strowman, definitely Samoa Joe, definitely the Miz. Uh Dolph is AJ, Dolph a little bit. AJ De- Alexa. Mm-hmm. Definitely Alexa Bliss. But yeah, this whole thing was ultimately like a lot of risk for not a lot of reward. So honestly, like I, I I appreciate the effort. Uh there was some good stuff to come out of it, but I'm not I'm not gonna be like kicking down the W the doors of WWE headquarters pissed that this is coming to an end, so
2: if they have, if if they need to change something, this is probably the one thing they need to. Or we're probably just like jumping to the conclusion like we did last week with the whole Corey greatest thing because we feel stupid.
1: Yeah,
0: we feel really fucking stupid. Yeah, we titled a whole I'm fucking a we titled a whole fucking episode over that, and it turns out to be a big old load of horseshit.
2: So we're, gonna, uh. so, we're gonna, so we're gonna so we're gonna pick and choose what we talk about and looking at more Like,
0: clearly. here's the thing. Just because something gets an article on the internet doesn't necessarily mean we're going to cover it because here's how we yeah. judge whether or not we're going to talk about something now. Does Listen, it have let's a... Sp- I
2: think, let's, let's use the example that we're going to do because I told you that multiple reports say that Brock Lesnar's actually to be signing and you guys told me we're not doing it because, you know, I was like, why not? Because like, You're using the words multiple sources. We need names.
0: (laughs) Like, okay, we got multiple sources. It's not
2: a
3: credible
0: source. Okay, the space between the space between my ass cheeks is a credible source, okay? No,
3: but then you know what I mean? If wrestling, if it comes from the wrestling of Dave Meltzer, if it comes from Mike Johnson, guys that Let's let's be real. They have a little stick. They,
0: can they do have stick. Like I have my people. I have my mixed feelings about like Dave Meltzer and his position in pro wrestling, as does anybody, but like at the end of the day I'll always admit, yeah, the guy is usually spot on with the news he breaks. So yeah. so yeah that, yeah, that if you ever wonder why we don't cover something like immediately, it might just be because like we there's well, not a lot of stuff
3: to actually be confirmed. If it's basically here say she says it's like we're not going to look like idiots and give our opinions
2: and then Corey Graves and Brooker has Yeah. And not for nothing, the first time I started even Meltzer was around WrestleMania 30 when a report was coming around that Cena was going to face Bray and everybody was like, no, that's not going to fucking happen. He's brand new. They're not going to give him to the Cena. They gave him to Cena. <laughs> yeah.
0: But we
3: defend him when he's wrong.
0: Defend, defend him it. when he's wrong. Yeah. So speaking of John Cena, perfect segue. It is the perfect time to get into our quick SmackDown and Raw reviews. So yeah. we usually save this for the end, but I actually just kind of want to ask this right out of the gate. In your guys' opinion, who won the week, Raw or SmackDown?
2: Uh, I'm going to say... Right. Um, I'll say Raw. Raw won it in my
3: opinion.
0: Honestly, I'm going to be the odd man, and I'm probably going to go with SmackDown, honestly. So I popped bigger for more stuff on SmackDown than I did for Raw. Although Raw did have one notable standout this week, but we'll get to that when we get to it.
2: So, let's actually go through Raw very quickly. Uh, Raw from San Jose, California. Uh, John Cena kicked off Monday Night Raw, basically saying that he's on the road to WrestleMania and nothing's going to stop
0: him. He also until mentioned... Until he also mentioned dead man comes around. He <laughs> all, Speaking of, he did mention WrestleMania is where legends come back from the dead, and I'm like... Oh hey boy we're doing this aren't we yeah uh,
2: undertaker was uh, recorded by his wife working out so
0: God forbid an old man oh just wants god. to go to the god, god forbid to, an old man just wants to done. go to the gym and uh, keep in shape in his old age after hip surgery but no clearly he's gassing up for a WrestleMania return god damn it. That's I, I am Lord actively god. I don't care how much Jesus. hatred I get for this but I am really getting sick to death of having to factor The Undertaker into every single WrestleMania. Oh, don't like, get
2: me wrong. I'm sick of it, too. But you know what? If they're going to do it, just fucking do it.
0: If we hey. if they can finally get this shit over with, it'll finally stop freaking fanboys from saying, for you, yeah, but you never faced John Cena WrestleMania. You never face Shut the fuck up. You know that there are still people out there that are fucking pissed that they never fought Sting and still want them to fight Sting. There were people in like 20... 14, who are still like, really feel to fight Sting and WrestleMania. Guys, they're both older than. They're both as old as my dad. You don't want this match. Um, <laughs> oh, but Boo Boo could go in there, though. Boo Boo. Oh, go. to be fair, Boo Boo J. Schnagenheimer could whip both Sting and The Undertaker with his hand tied behind his back. I know that. You know that. Everyone knows it.
2: Is it kind of bad that I was one of the people that actually. Does he Sting and Taker?
0: Just that the spectacle
4: of it.
3: We're not saying that the match is bad. We're just saying now there's no way it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, and there's now still people did, that yeah. are still saying, oh, but Sting's in the gym. Oh, Taker's in the gym. They're wrestlers. They're going to oh. always be in the gym. So I Taker's go to tight. the gym.
0: You go to the no, gym. No, no,
2: here's the thing. Here's the thing. When Undertaker uh, is being recorded for when he's working out, there's, it always leads to him coming back, having a WrestleMania match. Like, if Michelle McCool, like, I think the Taker, like, told her to do it, to be like, get the, get the nerds to talk, honey, and let me do some girls. And Mike, what if he's just trolling the
3: fucking crowd? He
1: that's
2: could. You. But that's he's a thing, too. You. That's a thing, too. But the thing is, I believe it's going to be seen in a Taker. Listen, I, I, think, know, I, I think it's a nostalgia that one I'm, not, wants I'm, not, him. I'm not excited for it to be over with. I hope this is the final. I, I hope this is the final year where we are talking about the Undertaker in a WrestleMania match when he's about to be 55 years old.
0: And I seriously I, hope I, it is. I
2: just want it to be over with, but what wasn't over with was the feud of John Cena and The Miz. Because The, Miz, cause the if, Miz came out. If, there is,
0: if there is <laughs> one thing that will remain constant in this world, the sun shall rise, the sun shall set, the snow shall fall in the winter, it shall rain, it, the sun shall rise, the sun shall set, and The Miz will always, always, always lose to John Cena.
2: Spoiler alert.
0: He lost.
2: He lost. And this match had actually a stipulation. It wasn't for the Intercontinental Championship, even though technically John Cena is now the number one contender because he beat the champion. But just what, WWE don't meet shit. Uh, the Miz lost, so that means he will enter the Elimination Chamber match first. Now, that sounds stupid because, not for nothing, two people start. What's the difference? if Because you know what's going to happen. Cena's going to be in the first three.
0: Honestly, I've always found it a little bit weird when people make a big deal out of number one, and I'm like, Well, yeah, but like number one in the Royal, you're going to be number one in the Royal Rumble match. You're going to be, you're going to be number one. And I'm like, well, yeah, but what if I'm number two or number three? That's still, that's still bad.
2: So basically we have a heel that is coming out last in the elimination chamber and a heel that will start. And if you're wondering why I said three, we'll get to it. We'll get to this
4: cluster debacle. Uh,
2: That Anderson versus The Revival. Good match. it was okay. Taxi no, matching. Nothing no, was really uh, revival get. Now, even Steven strikes again, because they lost last week. That, good old,
0: that week. good old 50-50 booking. Nobody gets over.
2: Basically. Uh, Kurt Angle gives an update on Jason Jordan. Now, this was funny. Now, Kurt Angle was basically saying that, unfortunately, my son has to take some neck-ending surgery. And everybody was like,
1: yay! Yay! And
2: Kerning was like, don't you boo, don't you cheer for this. It's a very serious injury. I have had it. Hope it gets better, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you cheer for the people you like, and you boo the people that you hate, but have some respect. And also, Ronda Rousey's going to sign a raw contract in two weeks, <laughs> It was basically. That was. Yeah, I just. You're burying
0: the old. lead ever so slightly, but honestly, you're about like 85 close to what that promo was. He was like, also, Ronda Rousey will be signing her contract at the elimination elimin elimin elimination chamber. I pay-per-view. love
2: Kurt Angle so much, but scripted promos do not work with them. What I are you talking I mean,
0: about? Whole milla 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 Mike. Well, 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 give, give the love give the law, give the law. the mundo, r- r- mundo, time to talk. Who wins? Him or Matt Morgan? Fucking stutter and talk. Don't God. you be insulting. Don't you be bringing the blueprint into this one.
3: That's my. That's my boy. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mike's boys, fucking Scott Steiner, Bob Holly, and fucking Matt Morgan. Why well, don't you throw Mark Jindrak in there? We'll get all the posers together. Oh,
1: oh. thank you. You even remember an extra boy. Uh,
2: hey, over. he is Let's a, a about, champion now. Let's we'll talk, talk, about about, we'll talk about that in
0: India. Mark, Mark Gindrak still wrestling?
2: What? We'll talk about that later. let we'll What? About that. Talk about the one thing that was glossed over in this whole thing. Ronda Rousey is signing a Raw contract. In two no, weeks at the a WWE. Contract.
0: It said on the WWE website that she is signing a Raw contract.
3: Okay,
0: Ray, right. if, if this I'm was if
3: uh, this was a. And I can see them fucking it up, and then night of,
0: Smackdown. I bet you, if anything, like, I bet you, if anything, like, she's gonna be a free agent like John Cena and just not give a fuck. Or they're gonna do a dual brand, but they're gonna do, like, a, a Raw versus Smackdown thing where they have Ronda face Charlotte or some shit.
2: No, 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 no. You know what the fuck-up is, is the fact that another news item came out saying that the main reason Ronda's in is to get Stephanie over in the public.
0: This is officially where I...
2: This is where you've realized that Ronda Rousey's match at WrestleMania is going to be Triple H and Stephanie versus Ronda and either Braun Strowman or Kurt Angle. (sighs) Nope. Let's 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 leave this out here. We'll see what happens in 2 weeks when she finally shows up at the pay-per-view. The
0: quickest way to get me to turn off my TV. Sorry to rip off JD from NY206 there. Quickest way to get me to turn off my TV is say. So this week Stephanie McMahon done done. There are very few things I'm willing to tolerate in WWE television. Stephanie McMahon being the focal point of anything ain't one of them.
1: Uh
0: You can't see me. You can't see me right now, but I am. Face palming? I'm face palming right now, and I'm about to. My head is about to make sweet, sweet. My head. My head is about to make sweet Valentine's love to my desk, so.
2: Ben, don't worry, because when that segment happens. And then then she's going to berate Ronda Rousey, she's going to berate the crowd, even though a month ago she was being like, you people are the reason for this women's evolution. We did it. Yay. I hope you guys can hear that.
0: He was banging his head on the desk. By the way, you got to love how they're still, like, weeks after the Rumble, still praising everyone for the Royal Rumble match, and I'm like, guys, look, you did a good job. It didn't bomb, and it it went over well, but...
2: shut, Shut the fuck up.
0: At the same time, like, you don't see them praising the dudes endlessly for being in the Royal Rumble match. If you really wanted shit to be equal, you would just be like, yeah, we did a good job. Let's move on.
2: Yeah, but mention the fact that Asuka is your winner.
0: Which, to be fair, we've in the weeks since, we did complain about Asuka being overshadowed ever so slightly by Ronda. In weeks since, let's be fair, they have been building Asuka pretty much as the baddest bitch. They have been doing that well, very well. Because that's the goal. That's the goal here.
2: Uh, next up, Sasha Banks versus Bailey in a really good TV match.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot. Bailey can wrestle. I kind of forgot that at some yep. point.
2: And she also got booed in her hometown again. Oh, God. Finish was Bailey hitting a uh, top rope Bailey to Bailey, and then at the end of the match, uh, Bailey won by the way, because that's how everything goes. Because I f- we forgot to mention this a couple of weeks ago was when uh, Sasha Banks was looking at her tape of her almost killing herself in her match against Asuka. She goes that she has a secret. She now knows how to beat Oscar, And Bailey's like, can you tell me? She goes, why do I need to tell you? Because I, 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 you know I'm going to beat her. And then Bill was like, did I beat you? So basically, there's tension. And now, the rumor is, one of them is turning heel. They just don't know who. Before we even found out, Nia Jax came out and destroyed them both, sending a message to Asuka for Elimination Chamber. You got all that? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You got all that? So... <laughs>
1: Where they you're like, <laughs> well, you're
0: just, well, how you just described It's like Basil Exposition from the, from the Austin Power movies, where he's like, But if I go back in time to stop myself, I won't be able to go back in the time machine to get the time machine to stop myself, and oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. I wouldn't think too hard about it, Austin, looks at the camera, and you shouldn't either. Yep.
2: <laughs> uh, so, out of these two, Bailey and Sasha, who turns heel?
0: Honestly, like the, the logical Booker in me is saying Sasha, just because it makes more sense and she's a natural heel. But, but there is there is a deep dark part of my soul that wants to see Bailey play the bitch so bad because part of me knows she can do it because first thing that she
2: needs to do beat up Izzy.
0: Oh, God. Well, they're not gonna have her beat up a child on TV. But about
2: it, though. what necessary. I would
0: do is maybe just like have her like rip her bow off her head and like stomp on it or something. That that
2: you no. could do. No, put that little girl on the top rope and do a uh, backwards hurricanrana off the top rope like she did Sasha. <laughs> Don't do that, to poor is Uh, Right?
3: Who do you pick? Oh my God.
0: Episode 63 of the GAWP Whole Milk Mike Fights the Children.
3: <laughs> I guess we got a name, but
0: yeah. Oh um. no, no that, is not the, that is not the name. Oh god. I love but the yeah. children. <laughs> Shut up, Billy! <laughs> oh god. Whole Milk Mike, you're my favorite member of GAWP. Shut up, Billy! Shut up,
2: don't put me over.
3: I'm already over. <laughs> <laughs> I do that myself, damn it. I do it, <laughs> Oh my god,
2: so.
3: But yeah. Uh, Give a
2: reason as well.
3: Yeah. Sasha's name would be the most credible because yeah, she has them heel roll. Her moveset is more set for a heel. Being a technician, it works. However, what do I see? Yeah, but the funny thing is I can see Bailey as the heel, like the room. I have
0: oh, Ray, you broke, Ray, Ray, you broke up on us a little bit, buddy. Can you repeat what you just said?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. What's the last you guys heard? Uh, you are just saying that, they, that she hasn't pulled the trigger. Okay, so basically,
3: yeah, every time Bailey gets to the top, she's not able to pull that trigger and win the big one. I think having her turn heel and say, you know what? I don't need your support anymore. I'm going to do this for myself.
2: I can also see them playing it off as ever since I got the main roster, you guys haven't been behind me all the way you've been booing me, even though I do everything the right way. They like, can go down that route if they want. Uh, uh, we'll then get backstage segment with Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Basically, what I was alluded to last week, how Alexa is looking for an ally in the Elimination Chamber match. And, basically, that's not what's going to happen. Uh, they faced Absolution, and Absolution defeated them. Yeah. Uh, okay. We now have one of the f- funniest slash awesome segments this year on Raw.
3: I gotta talk uh, about this.
2: This uh, is. So... Elias comes out to play a song.
0: Of course he does. And then...
2: In the middle of it...
0: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen... Braun, Braun Strowman is under a spotlight on the entrance ramp, and he says, I have a song to play for you, pulls out a giant bass, I thought it was a cello, but giant it was A giant bass guitar. A giant bass guitar, very nice bass guitar, and he starts starts, play, he starts, starts strumming strings. it and immediately breaks the strings.
2: <laughs> so you do what they did to the damn thing.
0: (laughs) So, like, I've worked with, I've worked on plays before with breakaway props, and that is all the telltale signs of a breakaway prop, just a little bit of epoxy or glue holding the main bits together. But despite that, he still managed to bang out a tune real quick. And actually, I gotta be honest, Braun Strowman does not have the worst singing voice in the world. That was the
2: funny part. He can actually sing.
0: He can actually... He has, he has like a low country singer type voice, but like, he's like... He's a
1: country bumpkin.
0: He's a country bumpkin singing a song. He's like, And you're gonna catch these hands. He proceeds to go into the ring. Just man... Just... P- mom, just fucking pummelled as shit. Kill, he Elias. Kills Elias, and as he is, as Elias Samson is limping to the bag, Braun Strowman picks up this bass guitar, stands over Elias Samson, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, God, please, please do it. And bear in mind, the whole time that this is happening, my roommate, who's a music student, is sitting by on the couch watching me watches and he's like, he's not gonna hit him with that guitar with that bass, is he? And I'm like, he better and I'm like, I have this sadistic grin on my face and my roommate looks terrified. Braun proceeds to murder Elias with this fucking bass guitar and I go through the fucking roof. This was amazing. <laughs> the guitar
2: exploded.
0: WWE has been like doing a lot of like guitar destruction. Like Finn Balor gets one wrapped around his head. John Cena takes one to his back. Now Elias gets murdered with a bass guitar.
2: Elias is like a modern day version and slightly better Jeff Jarrett.
0: He's worth ten Jeff Jarrets. Fight me on that.
2: Well, the thing is, Jeff Jarrett used to hit people over the head is a little more safer with it. You, I'm I'm not seeing him throw guitars over people's necks. He's basically just remember, you're not supposed
3: to hit back. you're not supposed to go for the head now. That's they're trying to make sure no concussions. That's happen. what I'm saying. They're he's big
2: being big. the mo- he's being the most safe with it and it still looks brutal. Braun yeah. Stroming standing over him with a giant bass guitar is the funniest sight. I, I thought like Braun flipping over trucks was funny. This is this was beyond ridiculous.
3: Is it bad though when we first saw it I'm like, then I see the replay, I'm like, oh, I can see... You can see the I seams
0: of can... the guitar where it breaks along. I've seen that before. Like, it was already
3: broken. I'm like, oh. But, like,
0: yeah, no. And then th- th- the thought exactly occurs enough. to me that you're putting this dude, who everything he touches is a weapon. I want you guys to really think about this for a second. Ray and Mike, I want you guys to really pause, take a take a breath, pause, and think about this. They're putting this dude... In the Elimination Chamber. Really think about that for a second.
2: And he's going to be in one of those pods.
0: Okay, Just crazy. fucking imagine what this dude is going I to I want him to flip
1: the structure.
0: I want him... Okay, obviously the uh, man can't flip the whole Elimination Chamber. Although maybe he could. Who knows? But what I want to see... If I could have one fucking wish... In the Elimination Chamber. I want him to not only... I want him to literally... Like, they trap him in his pod somehow. And, like, he has to... This is me getting utterly cartoonish with it, but I don't care. It's wrestling. Who it gives a fuck?
2: I can I, I just imagine them using the... Putting the little slot so the door doesn't open.
0: I want them to... He rips up the grating from underneath him. Oh and he, I just, I like, admit. Buds Bunny taking the wrong, like, no, like, he just digs a fucking hole, like, in Ed, Ed, Nettie, just, dig a hole, dig a hole, no, you had to do it like Braun would be, dig a hole, dig a hole, dig a hole, now I'm gonna draw an image of, like, Ed from Ed, Ed, Nettie as Braun you he was given an amazing idea, but what I'm talking about is, he should tunnel his way to, like, one of the main areas where people get slammed on. And just punch his way out of the surface of the earth. He pops out like Bugs boy He pops out and he's like, gee, I think I took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. No, he just does. Oh he my turns. God. Catch these hands. Oh God, if there was ever a reason
3: no, to tune in. He's going
2: to do? do like fucking that video
1: blanket. There's going to be, oh, structure. <laughs> Oh,
0: my God. What ha- What else happened on Raw?
2: Well, just to let you uh, say this, is that that might be the only cool spot you like because Elias is going to be in his pod. Oh my he plays. He plays. He plays a concert during the entire match.
1: Oh, so
0: he gets called it, and, that would and, be. And, and
2: then all the participants are looking at him and be like, "Now we can kick his ass." Now we
0: can kick this little hipster's ass. I'm like, God bless Elias Sampson, man. He's fucking great. I am so amazed that Elias Sampson has gone from like random NXT call up to, like, main event status and getting pinfall victories on John Cena this fast.
3: Yeah, I think he, he's I definitely over
2: that. I don't think he's a main eventer yet. I think he's still upper mid-card. That's
0: moral of, pretty the, pretty moral pretty. of the story, tell Vince McMahon about your hidden talents and you can get over LeBron well,
2: did, and well, who happened?
0: Boom, there you go. Honest to God, just be yourself and just do something fun. Because that dude did not... It's astounding to me. We've mentioned this before, but Jobber and NXT pinning John Cena on the main roster.
2: Don't worry, John Cena is going to get his retribution.
0: Oh yeah, yes. that the plucky underdog John Cena always needs to get his comeback. Come
2: he on, goes. man, that's newcomer John Cena. Hold on. Speaking of plucky underdog, Roman Reigns versus Sheamus.
0: <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, that, you that were you funny. were having.
2: I'll give you ten guesses on who won. <laughs>
0: Let me think. Uh Sheamus.
2: No, man. The, Sheamus. Referee. the referee. Sheamus. The referee went over. It
1: was Roman Reigns. Oh, that was my best uh, uh, uh,
2: Sheamus <laughs> came off. Sheamus was on the top rope, which was weird for him. And he got speared in the air.
0: Not unweird for Sheamus. How do you think he won his first WWE championship?
2: Well, he pushed John Cena off the well. You got a point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you remember that? That was so fucking weird.
2: I thought it was a mistake.
0: Yeah, like, I always thought, when I go back I and watch that
2: clip, accident.
0: like, there was this long pause after, if you know what we're talking about, I think this was, like, Survivor Series 2012? Well, t- uh, t-
2: Tables, Lies, and Chairs.
0: No, this was Survivor. Yeah. This was, Table Lies- was that Survivor Series or Tables, Lies, and Chairs? It was TLC, it was the month after was, Survivor Series. Yeah, and what happens is, John Cena's on the top rope, there's two tables set up, one in the ring, one outside the ring. And John Cena goes through one of them, and it seems like Sheamus missed his table, and they called them for the bell, and there's this long gap, and then Sheamus is announced as champion. Were both of them supposed to go through those tables?
2: Well, what, what they're playing off as Sheamus counted him and pushed them
0: off. I guess but that's... It didn't
2: look like that because Seamus fell back a little bit and Seamus just, just went oh, and just like fell off. Yeah.
0: But that's neither here nor there. If we ever do... So
2: Roman Reigns so wins to build up momentum for his eminent Elimination Chamber victory... It's pretty
0: much like everybody is just except... If WWE had anybody else but him win the Elimination Chamber I'd be like what the fuck? Like, what's the... I'd be genuinely intrigued, but... what was saying on
2: like Monday? If The Miz won?
0: If The Miz won, that'd be great. But I was just like, honestly... This is what... The Elimination Chamber is here to serve two purposes this year. It's here to, A, get Roman to the main event of WrestleMania without having him win the Rumble... Like, I feel like nobody's going to really give two shits if he wins the Elimination Chamber, but people would throw oh, another... R- oh,
2: they're going to care.
0: No, people, People, honestly... Well, yeah, the people are going to care, but significantly less than they would if he won the Rumble. But, like, the, that's oh, the... Oh,
1: definitely, definitely. The
0: first reason, that's the first reason. The second reason is, I think that, that there, any anybody who, like, pins each other in this match is probably going forward as a feud to me. I wouldn't be surprised if, like the miz Taraj interferes and costs Braun Strowman, and that's what sets up Miz versus Strowman for Mania.
2: Because that, that is a Roman match. Uh, I think Finn... Actually, you know what? Let's get into this uh, now. The main event was originally supposed to be a second chance Fatal 4-Way, but earlier in the Kurt Angle segment, Seth Rollins came out and just basically told him, your son sucks, I want a beat the main event of WrestleMania." So I want a shot at the Universal Championship as well. Put me in the chamber. So Kurt was like, you know what? Let's ask the fans if they want you to be in the main event tonight. <laughs> and they basically just said yes, so it turned into a Fatal 5-Way. Everybody's favorite. This match has been abused so much. Yes. We
3: get Fatal 5-Ways every week. And you that, get a Fatal 5-Way. you, you get, get
2: a Fatal 5-Way. And, and, and when we get the Smackdown review, we'll another. But, um... Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy, Apollo Cruz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor for a for fi, Fatal Five Way. This was really good.
0: Yeah it, it this, this really it blew tried. my mind.
2: Uh, a lot of and then we get the finish. Uh, 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 Bray Wyatt is on the top rope. He's about to he's giving Apollo Cruz a superplex, but uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor grab Bray. They basically do the Tower of Doom spot, and they both pin Bray at the same time. The ref counts three, and then basically they're both celebrating, and there's a bunch of confusion on who won. So they that then the show ends. Then later on, they film something for WWE.com, where Kurt Angle basically saying, guess what? You're both in it. You get a spot. And you get, a spot. Honestly, get guess, a
0: spot. Honestly, I'm a little bit pissed and honestly a little bit relieved at the same time because I'm like, I did not want to. As much as I would like to see Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor one-on-one again because they're, they those two do magic together, I seriously do not have it in me at this point for like, oh God, we have to go through the who's fighting for the final spot in the chamber, especially since we all know Roman is winning. Like, it kind of makes fighting for a spot in the match kind of superfluous.
2: Yeah, and also, I think WWE didn't want either one of them to take another pin. Because say, like, they go off the air and then the next week they'd be like, oh, it's going to be Fendon, Seth Rollins, and then the winner gets the final spot. They just basically said, you know what? Let's do another first, and let's put seven men in the elimination chamber match. So what we are believing is that Four people will be in the pods, and three people will start the chamber match itself. So the field is The Miz, Elias, Braun, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. Not a bad lineup at all.
0: Not a bad lineup at all, and that pretty much does it for Raw this week. So let's... Is there anything left to say about Raw before we move on?
3: Uh, uh, should we talk about the Jeff thing now? Oh, that
0: Matt Yeah, let's mention it.
2: So Matt Hardy was in the main event.
0: Brief footnote. Brief footnote on this one. Br- uh, hey, he did
2: good. You know he did good. He
0: like Matt Hardy always does a good job, and like I feel like the woken gimmick is definitely. It's always great to see it, and he was definitely hamming it up to the. Hey, un- now that he has control of that
3: broken universe.
0: I'm just happy as hell. Cool ha- by, by, by the way, you can tell him. he has it because funny enough, you mentioning that, I went over for whatever reason today when I like I don't tell you guys this, but like normally in between classes here at school. I just go to the library and just sort of dick around on my laptop for like three hours. And one of the things I do to kill time is just watch wrestling. Big fucking shock! And I was rewatching a lot of broken stuff shocker. today. What a shocker! I know the biggest shock of this. Sport. You're
2: doing research for the show, I see.
0: Pretty much, yeah. And what happens is, I was watching some of the broken stuff on the TNA YouTube today, and they've removed the little trademarks they put next to all of this shit.
3: No, so it's true. He does have the trademark.
0: Yeah, if you go and watch, if, if you go to any of the videos, they have like final deletion, broken Matt Hardy, etc., etc. All the little trademarks they put on there to his as complete assholes are gone. So,
1: with
2: all of this, with Matt Hardy having the rights to everything, the apparent uh, plan is for when Jeff Hardy makes his return, he will be Brother Nero.
0: Brother Nero. Now
2: I got a question for you, Ben, because you're the biggest fan of this out of the three of us. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, what Does this work? Because honestly, not for nothing, the last couple of weeks, Matt Hardy, he has been entertaining. But it's kind of getting stale at this point.
0: Uh, yeah, you're right. It is getting slightly stale because like, Matt Hardy needs someone else to bounce his weirdness off of. And that's kind of what Jeff's role. Let me tell you this were the funniest bits in TNA where he was bouncing stuff off of Jeff for a reaction? Like him and Jeff fighting a kangaroo together was the funniest yeah, that's, shit.
2: That's, that's when the gimmick started to get over.
0: That's yeah, when, him, rest when rest brother rest Nero rest became a part of it. That's really when the yeah. gimmick started getting over. Broken Matt already woke in, broken, whatever you want to call him, on his own. It's perfectly fine. He's great. But there's only so far he can get just sort of laughing and giggling and talking to a goldfish on his own. It's all gold, but there's only so much mileage you can get out of it solo. So yeah, I feel A, turning him into Brother Nero is the right move, and B, this will help him get over that little bit of a rut he's been falling into in the past two or three weeks. So this is still salvageable. It just depends on how they do Brother Nero and how they introduce this. So... I, I'm all in for it, so if that's the last bit of thing about Raw, let's
2: get yeah. into... Well, hold on, Ray, do you agree with Ben's assessment? Oh, uh,
3: yeah, I, I'm just hoping it is true and he does come out as Brother Nero. We're going to pop, I'll
2: say that.
1: I'll pop. I, I'm,
2: I'm, 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 cur- I'm curious to see how he sets up. Because uh, because it, they're just not going to have him come out and start singing the song and everybody's going to be like, yeah, and then there's going to be a few people... It's like, probably going to be oh, a pre-show that, segment at the Chamber. The thing is... If you, if you think about it, mostly WWE fans don't know what TNA is, so they probably most I, watched it before. I, no, no, there's
0: a few. I, there's, a right? few. Ray, let's be honest here. Like If you ask the average WWE fan at a show in, let's say, Providence, Rhode Island, who Eli Drake is, nobody's going to know. Then again, the average TNA fan doesn't know who Eli Drake is, but there you go.
3: We're not talking about TNA Homegrown. We're talking about Broken Hardy. They were on ROH. People are going to know this gimmick. Just like they knew Bullet Club and they know everything like that. They're going to know.
2: And the last couple of weeks when Matt Hurst making his entrance, it's not a loud reaction. I'm just, it, I'm just saying.
0: There's a pop for it, but it's like There's not... some
2: weeks where he gets the pop, but then there's a few weeks where like, they're not in like, these smarky cities. And they just
1: don't react to him at all. I feel like they're kind of go. They're going
0: off of the pre knowledge alone. They have to start build. I feel like the moments where he gets the pops are where he just does the weird, goofy shit here in WWE. The promos, the, promos, the talking to the gold, the the shit with the goldfish got a massive pop because when's the last time you saw a pro wrestler having a fucking one sided conversation with a goldfish? The answer is never.
2: That's yeah, the kind. Of, I'm gonna miss him after this show is over. I need to f- fish segments with a fish that got over. God, <laughs> Rusev throwing fish at his wife. Yeah, no, that never mind. <laughs> that we don't
0: we we do not talk about that storyline in this house.
2: Uh, so we move on to SmackDown Live. Uh, we start with bullshit. Don't say girlfriend is
0: <laughs> we start with isn't that how you can just start like every bad episode of Raw and Smackdown we can just like we start with bullshit <laughs> that's
2: what it was here's the thing the Mets didn't start but I was already complaining here's why what did these two do to deserve this a WWE championship opportunity let me explain Baron Corbin entered the Royal Rumble number 4 got eliminated in like 30 seconds yeah. Dolph Ziggler won the U.S. title, dropped it, and walked out for seven weeks. Then he just magically shows up at the Royal Rumble, and all's well with the world. And now, they're baby faces. Are For they? a month. For a month. I don't so, know. so, Ziggler comes out, and then Baron Corbin's music hits. There's a long pause. He doesn't come out. We go backstage, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane are beating the shit out of him. So then they come out to beat up Dolph, that I did like this, because this was almost a fuck-up. Kevin's walking down the ramp. Sammy goes into the crowd by where the production guys are. Dolph goes by the timekeeper. He's about to run, but there's a little girl in his way, so he has to stop and just be like, get out of the way, and then starts punching Sammy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Dolph Ziggler obviously doesn't want to implement the Whole Milk Mike strategy and just start kicking children, so... They, Damn yeah. it.
1: <laughs> Damn, it, Ma- Mike a-
2: kids.
0: Damn it, Mike.
1: Damn it, Mike.
2: Dolph, you're a heel. Kick the kid. Damn <laughs> it, Mike. <laughs> we did not endorse them, do so
1: Episode
0: 53, <laughs> Whole Milk Mike kicks the kids.
2: 53? God. We went back 10
0: episodes? <laughs> <laughs> 63, sorry. Hey,
3: with that kind of statement, we did go back 10
2: episodes. We went back 30 episodes. What are we are talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin and Sammy are beating him up. Uh, Sammy gives him a hell of a overkick, not for nothing. So they're leaving, and Baron Corbin come, comes out. He's like, you motherfuckers. And then he attacks them both and owns, pushes him at the guardrail. And basically, there goes your match at the moment. Come back from break. Shane is pissed again. About this whole situation with Dan, uh Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and even Daniel Bryan, He says, Listen, I don't enough of this bullshit.
0: Even No, I, you gotta say it like you guys say it like you do. You gotta say it like Evanibiti's bullshit.
2: <laughs> enough of this fucking bullshit. <laughs> Kevin Owens is gonna God. go one on one with Baron Corbin. And Sami Zayn goes on with goes on, goes one on one with Dolph Ziggler. If both of them win, they're in the championship match at Fastlane. But if Cammie, uh Cammie, God damn it, Sammy or Kevin interfere in each other's matches, they're out. You got all that?
0: Yeah. Hey. This shit is complicated. <laughs> okay.
2: If they're building to Shane and Daniel Bryan, this is still the worst build ever. Because basically, it seems I don't like, think they're
3: building to that anymore. Yeah. They, no. This is like, contingent. This is I hear
0: all building. these people telling like, well, Daniel Bryan gonna finally come back in the ring. And I'm like, if Daniel Bryan was about to make an in-ring comeback, do you, you? it's like, what, two months to Mania? Like, they'd have started building that by now. We
2: need to have Daniel interact with somebody. He's I don't,
0: a- We need a sign. If we... If Daniel Bryan starts taking, like, bumps again, that'll be the sign that he's cleared for, for like, re-entry into like, into, like, the in-ring action. Because, like, at... And that Clash of Champions, I remember, like, he got shoved in the ring. Like, he got mailboxed, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. But, like, that's not a stiff wrestling bump. But I'm like, yeah. I'm going to – when I see that dude start getting popped in the face and start punching people again, like, then I'll know for a fact, okay, yeah, this dude's ready to go again. Because Daniel Bryan's health, especially the last year – has really been a, a subject of contention because like, people are like, mm-hmm. he's like getting tests again outside of WWE and pretty and pretty much what I've summated from what doctors are saying, I could be wrong, correct me, but doctors are pretty much saying pretty much just wrestle a little safer than you were and like keep it safe and you can pretty much handle a basic wrestling match. Right, but that's outside yeah, doctors.
3: They basically aren't banning him anymore. Like, he's literally... Like, at one point, every doctor was saying, yeah, you're done for good. Now there's actually doctors like,
1: Well, that's the one
0: thing you're wrong about. Even when he was, I hate to correct you, but even when he was like retiring, one of the big things was he was, the WWE doctors were the one saying, no, you're done for good. But the dude went to outside doctors, like three or four of them across the country and all of them were like, yeah, like your head's not in like fantastic shape, but like you're good to wrestle.
3: Yeah, but now, the difference of it now is that they're seeing he's getting better like at the first point of it, he was, nobody would sanely tell him to go rough. Yeah. Now also, it's like, I see nothing wrong.
2: Yeah, what, what didn't help Daniel Bryan either was him doing interviews, basically saying, Oh, I don't know how
1: many concussions of it's basically over 10. That didn't help. Mm.
2: So, so basically, Shane comes in, he's yelling all while well, Daniel Bryan does not say mm-hmm. one word. So basically, he agrees.
0: I'm getting to the point where, even though I'm still interested to see where this goes, every Shane and Daniel segment is really starting to bleed together. You can kind of arrange these out of order. And I still wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Sammy, Sammy and Owen did a thing. I don't mind the thing so much. You've got to fix the thing, Daniel. I don't want to fix the thing. Fine then. And I'm going to do a thing that makes things works for them. Then I'm going to add a special thing to your thing. Every fucking one is blending together.
2: <laughs> you, can, you can do everything. Um, I can do better. <laughs> My
0: cock's bigger big than dog. your cock. My cock's triple the size that yours is. They're
3: basically good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yes. but
2: I... It, but the thing is, you don't know who the good cop or the bad cop is.
0: I think that's kind of the point, but it's not yeah, translating well. So, so they have their very piss... Very they, let's move on. They have their pissing and moaning match, and then we okay, get...
2: So I'm just going to rip the band-aid off of this one. Charlotte Flair versus Sarah Logan. Charlotte <laughs> Flair won. Charlotte Tell's commentary, there's one left. Ruby Riott. That's your segment. <laughs> that was your opening match. Of course, that's we nice. have to see... Nice. We have
0: to We have to see the, Sarah, the sorry state of the former... Crazy Mary Dobson saddled with this terrible, the 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 terrible Southern, this terrible, terrible farm girl gimmick, and I'm like, for God's sake! Next
2: week, Charlotte, Naomi, and Becky Lynch will take on the Riot Squad. For,
0: for God's sake, the Rumble is over. Send these girls back no, no, down. No, no, no,
2: Ben, no. they're here to stay, and they're here to stay good.
0: Send them back That's down. Good. We don't need them. I, I'm sorry to say this because I seem like such a douchebag, but I'm like, listen, I would say this, I'd say this about the male talents if they if they brought up fuck it, if they brought up Lars Sullivan tomorrow, I would still I'd say, no, send that dude back down, he still has yeah, way more not stuff not to do. Ready. He's not ready yet. No. They, I, I still keep saying they brought up Apollo Crews too soon. Only recently as he started finding his footing. These girls could be good. The, the reason, if they had brought, if you had told me they were bringing up Billy Kay.
2: Sorry to interrupt you, but when you say girls, you talk about Liv and Sarah,
0: right? Liv and Sarah specifically in this instance, although the same could maybe apply to Mandy, Mandy Rose and fucking what's her face? Sony Deville. You're you're, not
2: not including Ruby in
0: this. No, I'm not including Ruby in this equation because Ruby, if you had told me that they were calling her up at the time that they did, I would say it's a little too soon, but I'd understand it. The thing is, like, if you had told me, like, a year ago at this time that they were calling up Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, I'd be like, it's a little too soon. Now, if you told me they were calling up Billy Kay and Peyton Peyton Royce, I'd be like, they are ready, ready which, honestly, I haven't seen them on NXT TV in weeks. So I'm actually thinking the transition is... I wouldn't be surprised if you see those guys pop up on SmackDown or Raw. Probably SmackDown in like the next two or three months. But my point stands, the Rumble is over. Send these girls back. Have them feud. Have fucking Sarah Logan feud with Bianca Belair. And have fucking Sonya Deville feud with the... Lacey Evans or some shit, and that's and that that's what you should do because I'm just like oof. They, they're
3: not going back.
0: I know nobody I ever. Know. Unless your name is Jinder Mahal, back in like 2012, you're not going back. Yeah,
2: they they, they would have to do something incredibly stupid to do uh, get called sent back down. But um, the obvious build here is Charlotte Ruby at Fastlane, which I'm fine with. It's giving me a yes, chance sir. to show what she can do. <laughs> uh then we have probably the best match of the week uh baron corbin versus
0: kevin owens was not was was fucking not expecting this to be half as good as it was but this was a good fucking match leave it to kevin owens the ultimate heel to be the one that finally gets the crowd cheering for baron corbin there were loud
2: of all the people
0: though baron corbin chants Erupting through this fucking arena. And this was a, the moment that popped me huge during this match was when fucking Baron Corbin hits the deep six on Kevin Owens. He's not a light dude at all. That dude's what, like 290, 300 pounds, something like that? Two, actually, 260. F- uh, damn, that dude's like 260 pounds. That's, a, that's a not a light dude. And this dude just deep sixed his ass like he was a fucking tennis ball or some shit. Like, god damn. And that end of days damn. was a thing of freaking beauty. Baron Corbin. Gets the freaking win. This was good.
2: Good. So man Corbin uh, puts his name in for the WA Championship match at Fastlane, which at the moment of this point, it was a fatal four-way
0: with AJ, Kevin, Sammy, and Corbin. Sammy did not interfere, so his spot is still saved. At we get, <laughs> you mentioned Sammy reacting. He like throws his hat on the ground, which is hilarious. But twice in one <laughs> night, we get that weird thing. Where wrestlers are watching TVs at an angle. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, we know. Do you know that thing wrestlers do? Where like, how do you sit in front of a television? You sit in front of it. You don't you tilt. You. you don't tilt the TV at an angle so everybody and their mother can see what you're watching. <laughs> if, if you were watching, and if you were you're
2: you're standing w- up with your head tilted and you're being like, I am enjoying this.
0: I not you, really. you don't you don't do that. It's always I, I'm not the fir- I'm not the first person nor the last person to rant about this. I think Matthew from Botchamania has like a photo album at this point of like Kevin
2: Kevin Madden from uh, Attitude Era Podcast.
0: Yeah, the two guys we really really love. Uh, uh, fucking, I gotta. Did you guys listen to the Tough Enough episode of the Attitude Era Podcast? Yes. Yep. It's Fucking great.
2: They put out a lot of great stuff. And also shout out to. Jay Hunter from OSW. Review. Oh my God! Yes,
0: we gotta talk about he, this.
2: He he loved our sign. Okay,
0: brief tangent right here. Did we mention this last
2: week?
0: I think we did, but like it, it, progressively continued this week. So like, here's the thing: when we went, it, it's a two parter. We mentioned last week we we took a picture of the sign, of us holding the sign, and sent it to Jay Hunter from OSW, and he said, "Ah, good lads, we'll buy you a pint." Like that was awesome. But then this give week,
2: give those men a coke.
0: The, get those mini can of Coke, but yeah, we this week we got for some official screen grabs from the uh, H.O.G. Beware the Fury, and uh, it's of us holding up the sign. Well, it's you holding the sign with that with that little grin of yours, and it's me just kind I of just smiling, and I'm smiling my ass off. And there's another image of Low Key just politely flipping us the bird, and we send those images to Jay Hunter, and he's like. Like I got, I'm gonna look up his tweet right now. Actually, because
2: basically, he he's just said amazing.
0: I can't believe you guys actually like some, did this. Are,
2: uh, <laughs> basically, like, you guys have done the Lord's work. One of
0: his one of his followers said, "One, you guys have done. You guys have done. Here it is." You guys have done the Lord's work. And he says, amazing. Can't believe you got screen grabs. What show is this? And then this other guy named uh, Morton McCormick uh, at Mormon Matt Hatter on Twitter said, you gentlemen are doing the Lord's work. Thank you very much. That got like eight retweets and 50 likes. So, hey, one more. Hey, Mike, one more time for the people in the back. Hey, hey, C- hey Cavill, what's the deal with a witsuit?
1: You're
0: going Shut swimming. Up. You're going <laughs> swimming. Shut <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back on to the rest of, Raw, rest of SmackDown. Bobby Roode. No, no, Bobby Mike, Rude. you got it wrong. You got it wrong. It's Bob Roode. I'm
2: sorry. I'm
0: Bob Roode. Bob Roode. No, R- wait,
2: no. Rusev wasn't part of this. He's Bobby Roode. Okay, okay, fair. Bobby Roode, they said an open challenge, and basically he called out
0: the person
2: that attacked him last week. I hear voices in my head.
0: I'm out. Tell- I'm going to get a Gatorade. You guys can go handle this one. So, tell- <laughs> yeah, actually, listen. Uh, I'm I'm guys, guy- listen. Listen carefully. Right, right, Mike. Guys. Handy, guys. Guys, know,
2: hold on, guys. Hold on. I'm not finished because I had a joke for this.
0: Here's my joke.
2: Ben, it was a good joke. It was basically, I hear voices. Midcard for life now. Aw.
3: But hey, okay. you not Okay, i got to Gatorade him back. He's going to do some good things. He's a yeah, to be Randy Orton something up am the
2: 36. Yeah, he's going to want okay, ben, ben, are you fully capable of me going segment?
0: Regale me, because I remember, I, I so remember only Roode two things about this segment.
2: So Bobby Roode is pissed about him getting RKO out of nowhere last week. And he told us this by saying, I don't like being attacked out of nowhere. Potty, you're an angel. Sit in the corner. <laughs> so Randy Wynn comes out in a stupid hoodie. Again, Doesn't the most... I would never buy a fucking Randy Wynn hoodie if I had the rest of my money to spend. If I had $20, it's not going towards a Randy Wynn hoodie. So basically Randy Wynn comes out. We're about to start the match. And then Jinder Mahal comes out. Because this because
1: they can't get any worse cuz right? this segment
0: literally the smackdown writers are like okay we've got we've got the most boring worker on the planet who how can we make this segment even more fucking boring it's like da <laughs> da
3: so, hey on. Oh on. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. One more time. One more time. mika <laughs> lika <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> comes
1: out
2: and he mentions the list, which we forgot to mention last week because the me- the list was so stupid. Oh,
1: cool no on.
2: sense. If you want to recap, here's the list. Hey, right, Dunger's number 10. You laughing yet? he's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: number 9. 10. Get it?
2: <laughs> Number eight is Becky Lynch. Number seven is The Usos. Number six, The New Day. Explain that one to me. Uh, number five is Bobby Roode. Number four is Naomi. Okay. Three is Nakamura. Two is Charlotte. One is AJ. The top three are fine. Everything else is in out of order. So that's why we didn't mention it. So Jinder comes out basically saying, Randy, you've been in this company for 16 years. And I
0: don't know why I sound like an old man but I'm gonna do it for this Randy, second. you have been Indian for nine years <laughs> and you only made number nine am I making Russian hold on let me work on my gender voice a little <laughs> bit here Randy you only know no, actually funny enough the only thing I can ever say about gender is he does not have a stereotypical Indian accent when you hear the He's Indian accent you think you think you think the Indian accent you think of something a little more like this or something like that but his voice is very much like you have to hear my voice. I am Jinder. <coughs> actually, that voice kind of hurts a little bit, actually.
2: I sound like I smoke 20 packs of cigarettes a day. Yeah. So basically, you've been here for 16 years.
1: And you ain't done you shit. you
2: number nine, and he's been here way to seas, And he's here number five. How do you feel, Randy?
1: Well,
0: now you're making him sound like John Laurinaitis.
2: kind to sounds like an old woman. Yeah,
1: so,
2: and then gender with probably one of the stupidest lines to set up a feud. Bobby Roode has been going around saying he's the new legend killer. (laughs) So
1: Bobby's looking at this like, you dumb Canadian Indian man, you're stupid. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So then Randy Orton basically, so they get to the point of everybody saying, we hate it that you give everybody an RKO out of nowhere. Randy has the mic. What what infinite wisdom will he give us this week? Oh, you mean like this, and then just RKO is the
0: same, brother. I love how they've kind of acknowledged that Randy Orton at this stage of his career basically has nothing left, so they're just milking how much of a meme the RKO has become. Do you remember that summer where, like, or that what season where it was like the RKO became a really popular internet meme for a hot minute?
2: 2013, I believe. I think it was
0: 2013. I think, and you might be right on that one. And like, it became a weird meme for a minute. I remember it must have been 2014 or 2015 because I because people in my high school kept RKOing me, and that was fucking annoying as shit. Non
2: wrestling fans knew what Randy Orton
0: RKO meant. Yeah. Like the two biggest wrestling memes of the past five years were RKO out of nowhere, and his name is John Singer.
3: It was like, if you're a wrestling fan, and you're around non-wrestling
2: fans, they, they were, were annoying showing, with they that. Were showing you, they were showing you compilations of everything. They were showing you Rand Gordon beating up the Hulk, uh. <laughs> basically people <laughs> falling, going into the PR.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So basically, they beat everybody up. Uh, we're standing tall, and we don't get a match. We saved this for fast and Batman.
1: Oh, great.
0: We got to, of course, you got to save this one for Paper
2: but now. Paper but, but now it's a triple threat. Oh boy. You want, you want it to be a fatal for you with Sing Brother?
1: <laughs> moving on!
2: Uh, Usos backstage sentiment. They're about to talk. Uh, uh moving th-
0: on. This was, this, is, this was actually, this actually got a jump out of me.
2: So the Usos are basically saying that they are brothers for real and that there's no other team that can stop them. When a hammer comes swinging across the screen. At a monitor and they both just stand there and look scary and
0: then the like we've mentioned like like a week or so ago By basically the, the story they're that they're building basically the story that they're building up at this point is is the bludgeon brothers versus the usos either at fast lane or at mania one or the other
2: i'm fine then i would probably book like a gauntlet match with the smackdown teams without the usos in the winners face the champions at WrestleMania. Yep. So we go from that to probably one of the The New Day have a trend of bad segments, don't they? Pancake Day. I liked
0: this segment, okay? Don't you talk shit about this one. I actually kinda like this one.
2: So the New Day come out and basically Biggie comes out with a baby bib around his neck and three big plates of pancakes. They, they tell us that Biggie's going to break the record for the most pancakes eaten. He proceeds to grab a handful and not put one in his mouth.
3: Locked I was actually in. waiting for that. I was like, is he just going to have an actual
2: pancake, John? And, and the best way of of describing this is with Corey Graves' line. The damn idiot ain't, ain't even eating it. <laughs>
0: he's just shoving a wad not even like two or three pancakes like a wad of pancakes like into his face
2: and then fire saxon goes he's building up to it
0: so then uh so gable and corner so benjamin and gable come out and and start basically telling the new day you're a joke you're you're, you're losers. You're not taking. You're not serious. And they do this pretty funny bit where it's like you're telling me Kofi is not a serious competitor. Kofi's picking his nose. You're telling me Biggie is not a serious competitor. Biggie starts. E starts sh- Big, Big E starts showing his titties. And you're telling me that I, Xavier Woods, am not a serious competitor. He starts cock gyrating. He says we are fully the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. And then they. They destroy their pancakes, and Biggie. Biggie looks like somebody just ran over his dog, because like he, when they threw those pancakes <laughs> on the floor, Biggie looked like he was like, "I'm, I'm about to fucking kill him." I'm fucking kill him. And then,
2: and then the line. Sorry, guys, we're gonna make these and turn them into waffles.
0: <gasps> I'm gonna kill you. <gasps> Nobody mentions waffles in
2: my fucking house. So then we get an impromptu tag match. Chad Gable and Thompson Benjamin versus Biggie and Kofi Kingston. Uh, and the new day win.
0: No one gets over. Good tag match. I would have actually preferred if like Benjamin and Gable won, because I think they need the heat more at this point, but whatever, it was fine.
3: Hey, they got the heat from the pancake. <laughs> hey, that's not a living idea. I give an idea for it. Leave comments down below. Got pancake challenge.
2: <laughs> the new, new Day always have a trend of doing stupid segments. Like the old day, they were a part of that.
0: This is nowhere uh, the near top, the, as bad the, the top, as the... Don't don't Time, e, don't the even time pre- Machine... I, okay, the Time Machine was funny. Don't even pretend that like was this... was a good one. Don't the even pretend like this thing. was as bad as the old day. Not for a friggin' minute. Also, I gotta tell you, like, Time Machine had one of my favorite jokes that sadly not a lot of people pop yeah, for. A, that's,
2: that's the only... Good
0: about Kofi it. Kingston comes out of the time machine, he's like in his 09 Jamaican persona, and he's like, and he's like, we
2: didn't go back far enough! No,
3: leave me here! 2000 was my best year! Come on! I
0: Ra- was
2: over! I was-
0: Until, Randy Orton or Q- uh. Uh. Until Randy Orton fucked that all up for me, but whatever, that's not even there. So they do a thing, and then what happened next?
2: Main event. Dolph okay. Ziggler versus Sami Zayn, and they Uh good match.
0: That you keep for that's the thing about Dolph Ziggler, man. We we always it can always always be said his push is over. They're never gonna do anything with him. Good God, he's annoying. Good God, I'm tired of getting my hopes up for him. End of the day, dude still puts on a damn good match.
2: Yeah. Also, I wanted to mention this before uh, Ziggler came out, he did cut a promo
0: a really good promo. Basically.
2: They, they asked him, Why are you back? You left uh, Smith at high and dry, you dumbass. Why are you back? And he said, The one reason I'm back is because there's one thing that's eluded my career and I need to do it. I want a main event WrestleMania. Somebody needs to hit him over the head and make him realize that's not happening. But, well,
3: like, uh, if he both what Corner might know D way.
0: He will know. Dolph wants to find the way to WrestleMania. So Dolph,
3: Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler will find his way into the other
2: so, so That's that's kind of fun. Dolph Ziggler and Sami Zayn had a slow start to the match, but it actually started picking up. And Dolph Ziggler catches him with a out of nowhere super kick, and just basically just falls on top of him, and he gets the win. So now, fast lane. Styles, Owens, Zayn, Ziggler, Corbin. Fatal five-way for the WWE Championship. And the winner faces the Royal Rumble winner, Shinsuke Nakamura, at WrestleMania. If you don't see the writing on the wall for this, I don't know what to tell you.
0: You are blind, deaf, and stupid.
2: The thing is, if, say, they give the title to Ziggler, if they do, he's losing it that week on Tuesday. Because there's no way... They're going to change their plans because just do Styles and Nakamura. Stop beating around the bush. It's been a year of builds ever since Nakamura got called up to the uh, SmackDown roster. Just do it.
0: At this point, it's just get it out of the way. You won't have people pissing and moaning at you for the next two or three years to get it done. And yeah. God forbid one of them gets injured in the next year or so. That'll fuck that all right up. So just get it. So-
2: so there's still a decent dissension between Sami Zayn and Kevin Up. so that would be a WrestleMania match. Corbin and Ziggler, don't know what they're going to do with them, but you know what? If this match is good, I'll give them praise, because honestly... I'm kind of happy they're in there because it's
0: not a triple threat. Yeah, the same three people from the last show. Pretty much, I couldn't do that again, but this makes it a little bit more interesting. So we shall see what happens next. Same SmackDown time, same SmackDown channel. So that's your WWE
2: rundown.
0: So that's your. We mentioned I thought SmackDown was a little bit better this week. You guys like Ross? I need no need to retouch that. But let's yeah, so mo-
2: SmackDown wasn't bad. I just like
0: more. I gotcha. So let's move on to. That third hour, that's what it
1: helped. Yeah.
0: It held. So let's move on to not only the brief indie update, but let's move on to a little bit. This isn't normally the kind of thing we talk about, but it given what happened this week, I think it's a little bit. It, it's in our territory a little bit. Uh, the. Uh, look in my eye what do you see i'm jobbing in the ufc cm punk's next fight has been announced for june 9th and if i'm not mistaken he's pegged to be taking on some guy named let me double check here some guy named god damn it who the hell is he going to be facing do you guys know
2: oh uh, his last name's johnson
0: some guy named johnson <laughs>
2: No. You after seen, he beat Punk so. UFC 225 also this is in
1: uh, Punk's hometown of Chicago oh my god <laughs> oh
0: my god oh, Mike like Johnson his name's Mike Jackson Mike Jackson okay Mike Jackson oh Mike Jackson is his name And not, not,
2: not Mike Johnson the the news editor. No, yes. it's, this is Mike, and not yes. Michael
0: Jackson, the pop star. This is Mike Jackson. So, uh, has CM Punk been training in the time yes, since his loss? Yes, okay, yes. yeah, he's been
2: training. There, there's time. been videos, and at one of his training sessions, he got uh, got Stone Cold Standard. Oh, okay. yeah, which is pretty funny because he looked at his trainer and was like, "I am gonna fire you after this."
0: Yeah. So this is like, if this if he loses this one. It's it's more or less over for him at this point, but if he can actually manage to win this thing, even by, like, a TKO, like, yeah. he might have a chance oh. at turning this into his thing.
2: I just looked at his opponent's record. He's 0-2.
0: That's, that's probably why they chose him. Do, don't so you remember they had, to, they had to go for the first fight. They had to find someone who was just... As inexperienced as he was, that's how. That's why they had to go out and get Mickey Gall to face him. And what do you think ended up happening? In that fight, Mickey Gall knocked his ass out. And Mickey Gall actually had his stock raised by that fight. Now Mickey Gall is like on fight night all the time,
2: which is good for him.
0: Good, good for Mickey that's Gall. Also
2: breaking news with
3: Punk. on that, Floyd Mayweather's MMA team. Yeah, he has one of those now. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Even though he has- he's a boxer. Has issued the challenge for Pump free fight before Mayweather steps in the octagon with Conor McGregor. Oh, I hope that doesn't happen.
1: God.
2: What's with people and just like calling out for boxing matches? Have you seen the shit with the Paul Brothers?
0: Uh, oh god! The less we listen, we, that's, that's can we be one of the few? Children. Can we be one of the few news sources on the internet that doesn't have to mention these dudes to get hits? No, yeah, I
2: don't just, want them just, them. Just Have you, like, you have you guys seen it? I've seen no, them. The shit they've been getting I into. Wanna, I don't want to.
0: But yeah, Mayweather and CM Punk, listen, I'm kind of hyped to see Mayweather step into the octagon and get the piss knocked out of him, because fuck that dude, but honestly, like Phil Brooks, I have my issues with him. I don't want to he, see he's, him...
2: He, he's, he's not the person
1: to do it. He's yeah, not the guy I mean, you Punk, want. Don't be funny if
3: Punk is the one to knock out uh,
2: Mayweather? Oh, he'll make so much money off that, it would be ridiculous.
3: Oh my god. Okay, so... So CM Punk is fighting in his home. Any early predictions? I say
1: first round, he wins with uh, three oh two left on the clock. Yeah,
0: problem? That's honestly, you're probably not wrong. Honestly,
2: I could see Punk
3: winning, probably maybe <laughs> submission, because from what I saw from the first fight, he's better on the ground, so I could see him doing submissions. But <laughs> hey, I, yo, <laughs> hey, oh, God.
2: Hey, I'm not saying you. You said that he's good on the ground. You know, I'm gonna get off you. the mic for a bit because like that, that everybody, your
0: mic, you're not wrong. Everybody in like WWE and UFC wants to fight each other. Like, don't you remember a few weeks ago? Like was Becky Lynch was calling out Chris Cyborg.
2: <sighs> I don't even feel, Yeah, I see your point. I feel like they're starting an angle. Where just, it's it sometimes it never goes anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, people start your deals, but, yeah. but this one, CM Punk. I, I I appreciate the fact that he's willing to put everything on the line at the at age of 40. I appreciate that, but is he stupid? Yes, he fucking is. Did you see, you
0: the, see what his after, face looked after, like?
2: Did you see the after photos of his last fight?
0: The dude's face looked like hamburger meat.
2: His, the memes were ridiculous. Just like Ben said, look in my eyes, what do you see? I'm jobbing in the U.F. fucking sea.
0: Pretty much. Shout out to Mikey Mittens.
2: <laughs> it's so bad for him
0: I know now Mikey we love you you're a mensch we love you buddy
3: let's go to the indie update
0: to, no it's time once again for the week it is time for the let me do my best like weird radio transition here it's time for the it it, it indie update here we go We to cover
2: for. wait wait I have someone that wants to talk first let me go get him give me a
3: sec I'll be right back. again he, he wants to talk. He had a good topic this week. Oh, nice. Hey, hey! Ben, you nice. know what? He got he got
0: shot last week. So be- like, be- let's let's give him all the attention he wants. Hey.
3: And also, I wasn't here before when he
2: was here. So I need to talk to him. Oh
3: no! Let me go get him. Betta, hey! Come back here! Stop drinking! Leave Be-be. that alone! Betta, it's almost
2: talk to you about
3: something. I got him. I got him. okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, okay. Oh, ben, oh.
0: Okay, that's happening a lot now. Like whenever you go into, whenever Pepe goes into his intro, he immediately cuts
3: that. out. I was saying "Orale."
2: No, we know. They just like every time. By the time you end the word, it's like
3: "Orale."
0: Exactly, it cuts out. That.
3: It keeps cutting off.
2: It's like those like opera that. singers that sing in the glass. You break the microphone. <laughs>
3: I'm oh,
0: so
2: sorry,
3: Senor Mike.
2: No, don't be, don't be. So we, okay, he don't He was me.
3: having a few coronas with Senor Mattel. Oh need,
2: a good oh, time. No, no, no. I need to listen back to this, so.
3: No, uh, no, I met him afterward. We had a few more coronas. I had oh, like ten
2: more cervezas. Did you have the sex experience?
3: Oh, he was very good. My 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 gun wound doesn't hurt anymore.
2: Does I think I uh uh I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs>
1: TMI,
0: too much information.
2: So what TMI, do you want to talk to us, to us this week, Pepe? Uh, okay. Update.
3: okay. So last week I brought up the topic, what's going to happen with Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was right. He is going to Japan. That's what he got for winning the Rumble.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
3: going to take on Jushin Thunder
2: Liger. Now, Pepe, fun, uh, kind of pop quiz. When was the last time Rey Mysterio and Jushin Thunder Liger wrestled each other?
3: 20 years ago in WCW. Correct. But yes,
0: Pepe is not lying because it was announced this past week that Rey Mysterio will in fact be at Strong Style Evolved in a couple of weeks. Or is it months? I forget.
3: It's in a few weeks.
0: Fantastic. So yeah, this basically confirms two things. One, he's He's going to be in New Japan for the first time in a really long time. And two, I guess his thing with I guess this thing with WWE is like a Legends contract where he can just appear whenever he wants. I don't think he signed anything yet. I don't think they made him a deal.
3: And he probably still had this book, bouncing in advance, single man. So Usually WWE lets him fill out their easy commitment.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, so single Mike? So what does this match mean to you? It every means
3: everything, Senor Mike. Rey Mysterio won the Rumble. He got a pop, and now he's going to Japan. More sake for me.
0: So, <laughs> more sake for me, indeed. Thank you so much, Pepe, for pop again.
3: Okay, adios, amigos. I'm going back to drink drinking myself. He still <clears> has <throat> the Coronas in the fridge. Adios,
2: amigos. See you next week, buddy. Bye, Pepe. Give me the mic.
3: Give me the damn mic, Pepe. Hey, you're not selling it on Craigslist again. Get...
2: Ray, stop so, Ray, stop being so vile with Pepe. He's drinking.
3: No, Is but he, he's taking three of my mics and sold them on
2: Craigslist. <sighs> so let's get your opinion, since you're a big Ray Mysterio fan. What do you think about this? Do you like, well, your Basically, <laughs> your thoughts. Okay,
3: Uh, when I first saw it, because I was watching the pay per and to see Rey Mysterio just pop up, it was crazy. Just seeing him pop up, I think this is his first time in New Japan since that tour they did, Guerrero and all of them from Mexico. Correct. It's crazy to see them in 2018. We just saw Jericho make it. That was a dream match. Happen. And to see him and Jushin's under Liger now, it's the best of the of these Super Juniors fucking 20 years in the making. To me, this is going to be... Very technical, very high-flying. It's going to be the best of all-around wrestling in one match. I can't wait to see it. I'm glad it's in the States. That way we don't have to stay up. So we can actually enjoy it. Because I know if this was at 3 o'clock, we would miss the whole point of story. So I definitely can't wait to watch.
0: Bingo. So, yeah, Rey Mysterio. (laughs) And Bingo.
3: and Bingo, what's his name? We, we have a winner, folks.
0: Bingo. So, Rey Mysterio in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That is definitely a story to keep an eye on. That is going to be one yeah. hell of a match.
3: But also in Japan, we do have some more, a little more indie news, because I guess we like to
2: cover New Japan. We yeah, like have said, the like, like full said before, card. Like I this indie update is actually stacked this week.
3: Yep, we have a full card for both days of honor...
2: Rising. Yeah, which so, is Ring of Honor
3: and New Japan show. Sure. Yep. Uh, full card for next one, which is February 23rd, is going to be Kota Ibushi and Chase Owens taking on Cody Rhodes, Marty Scurll, and Hangman Page.
0: Chase Hang- Owens! To- just when you thought Hangman Page was the most boring member of Bullet Club. Chase Owens!
3: Okay. It is then going to be four... The Never Open Weight Championship. Hiroki Godo takes on the Beer City Bruiser.
1: What?
3: Oh. Why? How? Uh with Castle, Jay Lethal, and Taguchi, he, They will be teaming up to take on you. They will be teaming up to take on Jay White and Best Friend. From there, Takahashi takes on Toshida, who takes on Flip Gordon, who will be making his debut in New Japan for
2: a Good for him. I like Flip. He's actually a really stand up guy. I believe, uh shit, where's he? US where he? US Marine? Uh, Flip Gordon.
3: I believe he's in the Navy SEAL.
2: Navy I Seal. Yep.
3: I, saw, uh, I, saw,
2: I saw a photo of him putting his uniform back on.
3: Yep. Uh the Young Bucks will be teaming up to take on Juice Robinson and David Finley.
2: Wait, will they're up your mic
3: cut off again. The Young Bucks are gonna take on Juice Robinson and
2: David Finlay. Trevor well, you got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they
0: look identical.
3: Okay, and then another six minutes. this is basically tagged uh fucking tag uh, team uh, Teddy long Teddy Long booked this show. Okay. Juice and Thunder Liger, Delirious are taking on the Gorilla. Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and Huki aka their big little brother.
1: Cool.
3: Okay, from there they make you. the in Karani and Kisuma uh, Kumura, sorry, and Rio Tachi. Okay. Night two is where it gets interesting. The Golden Lovers. Reunited once again. Marty Garro. Match of the fucking night.
2: Well, this one is interesting because they, they looked at uh, Twitter when, after they announced this. And Marty Scrooge goes, I didn't approve of this. Why am I in this? Yeah, Marty does not want to join Cody. But okay. Ah, uh, so then. Have you, seen the, have you seen those shitty. Bullet Club shirts, now. Bullet Club, is fine. I think those are parody shirts. I don't those think they're actually I don't want
1: them.
2: If not, we're, bo- we're making a...
3: Uh, defending the ROH World title against
2: Trent Beretta, The Young oh, speak- Bucks... Oh, speaking of Cody Rhodes, he liked our post last week. <laughs> right. so, yeah. Kind of awkward because his name Hey, we to-
3: We're going to put the description again because we're talking about Cody Rhodes. Hey! You know- uh, the Young Bucks and Handman Page, a.k.a. The Young take on Jay White, Chuck Taylor, and Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi. From there... there. From there is, is this Yoshi
2: Katsu? No, Yoshi? it's Yoshihashi. Hashi. Or oh, different uh, Yoshi Katsu.
3: Okay. Si, arigato. Okay, it is done. The Ochi... Okay. It's <laughs> 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 It's done. The OGs of the bullet club, God Love Fale, Tabatanger, Tamala. They call it Juchan Thunderlager, Delirious, and Cheeseburger for the never openly six man.
2: Isn't cheeseburger um, Is it isn't Ju Shin Dundalegger's favorite western cheeseburger? Yep. It is. <laughs> that is just awesome. <laughs>
3: yep. Okay. Gordon and Tegucchi will be taking yep, on. You.
2: I- Jesus, your allergies, man. This is ridiculous.
3: <laughs> we'll be taking on and <laughs> okay from there Jay Lethal Juice Robinson and David Finley will be taking on uh dual called Extras a- aka hero Takahashi Chase Owens and Ukilo.
2: uh where does that name come from
3: I don't know that is
2: Bukilo. Chase Owens yep Finger slash
0: win? (laughs) Chase Owens. Wow, what a fucking draw.
3: And pre-show matchup, Panerai takes on the Beer Sleep Group. And that is the card for both night one and night two. If you want to watch those two shows, they will be on New Japan. Pay the nine ninety.
0: It's worth it. Pay the 9.99. It's worth it. 99 yen. No, that's American. You're paying all American on that one.
3: You're paying 10 bucks. Uh,
0: there was one other thing nine, involving... I want to talk about Bullet Club. If you don't know, the recent uh, update in ROH, if you don't know, is that uh, the... Uh, Kenny Omega has been kicked out of Bullet Club for the time being, but uh, he has... Don't despair because he has teamed up with uh, his former partner Kota Ibushi and they've reformed the Golden Lovers. I know them. the name that Mike just loves.
2: Um, Did we just mention that? Yeah, I feel like Ben's repeating. <laughs> unfortunately, I think
0: we kind of mixed this all together, unfortunately. My apologies, I'm reading well, off of the you list.
2: going to say?
0: I'm just reading off of the list, but if we already <laughs> talked about it, my apologies.
3: <laughs>
2: oh. Ben wasn't get- attention at oh. all.
0: I really wasn't, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> so, so let's kind of focus more on the Bullet Club discussion. Uh, so, we, so we obviously know the tag match is set, and we also know the code it uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes is facing Kenny Omega, Ricard of Honor, WrestleMania weekend. Yep. Is Cody going to be the new leader of the Bullet Club?
0: Yeah, it's beginning I, to look that way.
2: I feel no.
3: I feel like they're not even agreeing with him. Like, Bardi, like, has nothing to do with it. Fucking, uh, the only OGs great, the only don't want to be with him.
2: The only um, person that's with them is Adam Page. Yeah, and,
3: uh, I might like think Cody it's, like, and, party as well. Yeah. I can see Cody breaking away and doing his sub-universe of the Bullet Club. Like his own sub-team. of
2: It's a dream club or whatever he wants to be. Yeah. Something like that. Like an offshoot. Yeah. Basically. So it's just, so basically is this the end of the Bullet Club era in New Japan?
3: Uh, no. Because that's what Tamatanga is trying to keep is that the Bullet Club is still the Bullet Club.
2: This oh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm like the minor... f- like, Bullet Club's being in main events.
3: Might be, yeah. Because if they're, all four of them are just breaking up, it's like, yeah, there's no main eventers.
2: Isn't, like, Tom Otanka one of the few names that's, like, to go to WWE by next year? The
0: guru and,
3: and uh, uh... Fale?
0: Yeah. I could see... They've wanted, from what I've heard, they've wanted Bad Luck Fale for, like, a while, honestly. And Tomatonga is a really
2: good pickup if they get him.
0: Honestly, like Marty Skrull, Kenny Omega, pretty much everyone in Bullet Club WWE wants by this point. I think the only person that they don't want weirdly is Cody, and we all know why. I think that I think they would take Cody back. If, well, like, I think they they want if they if he if he wanted to come back, I think they'd take him. Honestly, but like I don't think he's in any hurry to go back. <laughs> They need,
2: they need to have, like, a group, like, meeting with Cody, Vince, Triple H, and that type of thing, Be like, okay, what do you want us to do with you? And, like, like basically, like, smooth everything over. Because I feel like there's a lot of hostility still with Cody, because he does cut, like, promos about his storylines, and then he just throws in a dig at WWE. Yeah, he should, so. they should, Cody's the businessman, the WWE is
3: a highly trademarked company, they can work it that.
1: Yeah.
2: So, uh, speaking uh, to keep uh, uh, talking about Ring of Honor, uh, the bracket for Women of Honor tournament for the women's championship was released, and uh, we also had a debut: uh, Tanio Dashwood, uh, who's also better, who's better known as Emma from the yep. WWE, is now in Ring of Honor, and, oh, wow. or, or at least we think. Sorry. Is, is she under a deal?
3: Uh, with Ring of Honor, I think they might have signed there for a few
2: dates to lose them uh, to Ring of Honor. So, so uh, well, at the moment, Emma is in Ring of Honor. And she's in the tournament, uh, so she's most likely the odds-on favorite. Uh,
3: Yeah, there's a few in there. Sumi Sakai, her, uh...
2: Kelly Klein, I believe Madison Reigns Madison. is in there?
3: Is Madison
2: oh, in there? She, got, she got knocked out already. Oh, okay. Amanda so. uh, Leone, who's a uh, Women of Honor... Uh, starter, uh, Kelly Klein, who we feed at the moment. Um, uh, Bonesaw
3: and Saul, Jesse Brooks, fellow so New Yorker.
2: Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. A lot of names, if you look at the brackets, you're probably thinking, like, who is this? And they will come up. They're actually really uh, talented women in this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ben, any thoughts of this? Do you uh,
0: all, do you like Emma being in Oh, I think I think Tennille or Emma is, like, whatever she's calling herself now. Being in ROH is a good fit. She's always been a great talent, and I feel like, like her getting ousted from WWE was a goddamn shame. So any chance that that girl gets a chance to work, I'm all for. As for, like, women of honor in general, I'm really happy that ROH finally pulled the trigger on a women's championship. That's been, like, too long in the works, so I'm happy that they're finally making that, like, a legit... Part of the product. I'm happy to see our girl, Nikki Adams, in uh, ROH quite frequently, so that's always nice. Yeah. I,
2: I think she missed out on it,
0: but
2: as long as she's in the mix, we're happy.
0: Definitely. And to finally end the indie update... Well,
2: speak, speaking of another female...
0: This is the last bit of news for the indie update this week. Mike, take it away. Uh, former
2: WWE superstar Caitlyn uh, made her indie debut... This past weekend, after not wrestling for over, f- about five years, I believe. Uh give or take,
3: yeah, five, six years.
2: Uh, And she actually looked really good. She's jacked. She, she has the most amazing body. Yeah. Like of, all, of, of any female wrestler at the moment.
1: Dude, that
0: woman could, like, kick down my door and, like, throw me out of, like, a fifth-story window or something. Like, good God.
2: She's like a she's like a uh, realistic Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah,
1: pretty freaking a much.
2: Of, a match of her and Jordan Grace. I'll be a match. Oof. Uh, so, I want to see that. So, so Caitlyn has made her uh, wrestling re-debut on uh, Indies <laughs> after her, which I'm surprised about this with her recent struggles with rehab in the past year and all of her issues. I'm just happy to see her back in the ring doing what she loves and if if she keeps doing good stuff like this, we can maybe see her back in the WWE one day because she's still young. Mm-hmm. And I thought that she is basically in phenomenal shape. She keeps up with like her regimen and all her workouts. Oh. It, she, it looks like she hasn't lost a step at all.
3: What is her name on the indie now? Do uh, so uh, you think
2: know. Celeste I or okay. her, I think she's using her real name. Okay. okay. Well, for, or some of these might be like, well, you "No, know, it's Caitlyn."
3: Yeah,
2: the
0: kayfabe book. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, where where was she in the where was she in the Royal Rumble? Get her ass in there. She'd murder people. Good God.
2: Mm. Oh, come on, now we needed room for Vicky.
0: Yeah, oh, we kind of yeah, did is- honestly. Yeah, I was like, I, I loved that. We Vicky. needed that. There we needed the Vicky, we needed the Vicky Guerrero cameo, but. On that sobering note, uh, it is time to bring it to a close for the day. Is there anything else you guys want to mention before we bring it to a close for the week?
3: I want to mention something. All right, go ahead. Mike, I'm still hardcore champion.
0: Will you still be my Valentine, little bitch? (laughs) And I am going to get in the middle of these two and bring this to a close before we before you find folks here are murdering. No no, on the no 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 will
2: you be my Valentine then? I'm, are you I'm talking you're talking about Both of you.
0: Uh, I'm spoken for, but I don't know about Ray. Uh,
2: right, get over here. Get over
3: here. I played the fifth.
0: Good answer, all right, speaking of pleading the fifth uh okay don't no, that's a terrible segue, but still, regardless, you don't forget to follow the general admission wrestling podcast and all that good social media, don't forget to follow us on. The Twitter machine at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast at the G-A-W-P show. And don't forget to follow us at Facebook, the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget we also have a YouTube channel where we post infrequent quick news updates and reaction videos. You can follow us there at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget that Mike and Ray here also do their own G-A-W-P WWE 2K18 universe mode on, Ray oh, yeah. Ray, on the laws When i when I'm, when I'm not chance.
2: trying to kill him.
0: When he's not trying to kill him, they're doing a universe yep. mode, and it's taken off, and it's really, really fun, so you guys should definitely drop in and give him a watch, because it's a lot of fun. They're still working yep, the kinks awesome. out, but it's a hell of a lot of fun, so go check those guys out. And uh, Mike, where can they listen to the old episodes?
2: You can listen at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podcasting. and... Also don't forget to vote. Then where can they vote for us?
1: Go
0: to the Run in Radio Facebook page and follow the votepoll.com link that we've posted underneath. Actually, there's a link attached to this episode that'll lead you right to the voting page. We're 20 votes ahead right now against some other podcast. We're very confident but we cannot get lazy here guys. The war is still raging, so please We're take 12 seconds, click a button and help your boys win their first award. So we can say with pride, one day. one day we can proudly say we are the award-winning General Admission Wrestling Podcast. We'd love to be the award-nominated General yeah. Admission Wrestling Podcast, but award winner, it's a little bit nicer. And Ray, if again, you want to... Would
3: us- it wouldn't be just for us. Oh, no, sorry. No, it would be just for us. A vote for us is a vote for you as well. Because without you guys, there is no golf.
0: There is no golf indeed. I
3: think Ben wanted me to tell you guys if you truly want to support us, also buy one of our lovely shirts. com Slash the Gob shirt. and get a lovely Raven Ramundo t-shirt. Avenging Ben. Home of Mike. Still don't get why he has two shirts. But okay. Matt the Daddy Koffler t-shirt. Coming soon. Tyler. Satanic, whatever. Whatever. will
0: get a shirt. Tyler or whatever he's calling himself this week. God. And guys, that is just about all the time we have this week. Between, thanks again, big thanks to Matt, to the rock and roll model, Matt Sells, for being on this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Once again, like Ray said, without you, there is no show. We hope we manage to cover everything this weekend. Like we said at the, uh, like I said in the cold open before the show, a lot of rough stuff going on in the world today, unfortunately, and whoever is suffering out there. It's fucking sucks, and our thoughts are with. Yeah, wet, you we know.
3: definitely our thoughts and prayers to those that are affected in South Florida. That shooting is definitely. It's sad to see in this day and age, but hey, world's a crazy place. The world's a crazy place. So
0: appreciate the people you got. Appreciate the small moments and laughter. It's Valentine's Day, and appreciate being with the people you love. Not just the, not just your girlfriend, your boyfriend, or whatever. Enjoy being with your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, and the. I love being with these two jamooks every single week. I love talking about professional wrestling. I don't think we can end it on a better note than that. So guys, Aww. once again, I am avenging Ben.
2: Who are you calling a mook? I'm
3: Mike. I'm the Lar
0: And don't forget to keep watching the weird and wild world of professional wrestling. We will be back next week. And guys, don't forget, Mike, tell him.
2: Who are you calling a
3: mook?
1: Join the madness. Have a good one. Oh back.